Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, Run Fast on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Buddies. It's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Got your dialing finger ready. We're ready. We're about to go unscreen phone calls to start the show today. We haven't done this in a long time. Unscreen phone calls. Your chance to say what you want, when you want. About anything you want. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez, make sure you tell booking department yes on that. Okay, will do. I'll answer right now. (laughs) Okay. Immediately. Okay, thanks for being up. Uh, All right, on-screen phone calls today. I like positive Fez. It's a whole new thing. It's already done, Ronnie. I did it. It's like uh, an everyday bar rescue with him, where he's ready to take on a new personality. Um, all right, we will get your phone calls through without a screener uh, to start to show off today. We got some imaging on that? Thank you for calling the Ron and Fez Show. No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. It's like kind of crazy that we have a screener, like an operator, telling people that they won't be screened or talking to an operator. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. On-screen phone calls. Hey, I've got a uh, booking for Fez. Can I talk to him off air? On-screen phone calls. Hey, I was just wanted to let you know that I fucking love your ICP opening every day. On-screen phone calls. Ron, you've said that Jack Nicholson is the coolest person alive. I think it's John Lennon. Who do you really think it is? On-screen phone calls. Inside me for life. On-screen phone calls. What do you call Michael J. Fox on a cross-country flight? Shakes on a plane. On-screen phone calls. John Ritter! John Ritter! On-screen phone calls. Hey, Ron, I met Rick Aguilera in 1986. He patted me on the shoulder and said, I'll be right back, kid. I'll give you an autograph. Got the car and sped off. On-screen phone calls. Hey, I got a story for you guys. You guys helped cure cancer. On-screen phone calls. On-screen phone calls. On-screen phone calls. Yeah, could you play uh, Bird Dog Star by the Birds, please? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. On-screen phone calls. Please fire Jeffrey Gurian. 
Unscreen phone calls. Where's Kroll Garian? You promised us Kroll Garian. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Unscreen phone calls. We need another fezzatorial. Unscreen phone calls. Uh, Sam Roberts' uh, breath smells like dick. Thank you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Could you find a smaller room for us to talk in? Unscreen phone calls. Jenny hurts a fat con. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, my buddy Roshak is in the hospital. I want to wish him a speedy recovery. Is that true? Yeah. I'll have to check on that. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, hot day. Unscreen phone calls. I've got a tiny penis. I know. <laughs> Unscreen phone calls. Bevy, suck on that nerd. Unscreen phone calls. That ain't gonna happen. Good buddy, good buddy, good buddy, good buddy, good buddy. Unscreen phone calls. The Ron and Fez show. They've officially gone full retard. Hashtag Ron and Fez. Unscreen phone calls. Let's go Bruins! Yeah! Yay. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, is this unscreened? I just want to say, Queen Elizabeth's pussy is fucking amazing. Jesus. Unscreen phone calls. Ah-ha, Pepper Hicks, fat Pepper Hicks, broke Opie's chair. Ah-ha. Unscreen phone calls. Free bird. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, yeah, did you guys going to be lining up for the uh, wheeling of the chair event every day? Unscreen phone calls. Hey, Fezzy, why is shit tapered? So your bunghole doesn't slam shut. Unscreen phone calls. Tom Seaver over Steve Carlton every day. Fuck you. Unscreen phone calls. Says he, the Titans are going to get my, the revenge when they beat your Rams in the, play, in the Super Bowl this year. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, we don't fit in that white collar crowd. We're a little too noisy and a little too loud. But there ain't no place that I'd rather be than right here with my redneck. White socks and blue ribbon beer. Unscreen phone calls. Why do you like the wrinkled brown star? Unscreen phone calls. Fez wakes dog balls. Unscreen phone calls. Unchase Fez balls. Unchase Fez balls. Hey, I think that centaur should suck Fez's dick and play some freebirds for my uncle Doug. Unscreen phone calls. Ice cream cone calls. Ice cream cone calls. Yeah, so little Johnny comes home and says to his dad, Dad, what's the difference between a pussy and a cunt? His dad says, come here, I'll show you. Goes in the bedroom where Mom is sleeping. He lifts up her nightgown and he says, see that furry thing? That's a pussy. Little Johnny says, can I touch it? Dad says, no, you'll wake the cunt. Unscreen phone calls. Thank you for calling the Ron and Fez show. No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. Unscreened phone calls. Hi, I just want to congratulate my good friend for the hashtag Fez promotion. Hashtag Fez promotion. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, I don't like the unscreened phone calls, but... 
Unscreened phone calls. I was wondering if I could promote my comedy show. It's going to be in the dark. Unscreened phone calls. Pepper Hicks has a come belly. Unscreened phone calls. True. Hey, Ronnie, this is Blowhardy. Back in 1965, I was a know-it-all asshole. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Time now for our long distance dedication. This is the long distance dedication to myself. For the love of fuck, someone come find me. Unscreened phone calls. All right, all right, all right. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, Rod, it's fuck. Ronnie! Yeah. Hey, it's fuck. Can you hear me? Unscreened phone calls. Ronnie! Unscreened phone calls. Hey, check out my new interview show on YouTube, One Beer with Dan Murphy. Check it out. Cool stuff. Unscreened phone calls. To all the fans, stop complaining about the lack of replays. It's 2014. Download the show and listen to it on demand, for God's sake. Pepper Hicks, suck that dick. Unscreened phone calls. Ken Moore got me pregnant. Unscreened phone calls. Is it wrong what I've done to my daddy? Because you ain't selling that auto parts, lady. I ain't buying. Unscreened phone calls. Shelby likes to tickle Pepper's pecker. True. Unscreened phone calls. I want to hold Fez down and give him a pink belly. Unscreened phone calls. Where's Lily at? <laughs> Unscreened phone calls. Hey, Ronnie, this is the real blowhard. I just wanted to say that that last call that was talking about me is the most accurate, on-point, freakishly descriptive depiction of myself that I, I think I've probably ever heard. On-screen phone calls. On-screen phone calls. Grandma Noonie, Dad? On-screen phone calls. Chris Stanley is a fat fuck shit breaker. On-screen phone calls. Hello, two queers walk into a bar. One's name Pepper Hicks, one's Dupes. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Ross Reback is a genius. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? No one else is going to give you praise. Every time David Settle's on, man, it's just a fucking blast. That man boy fucking coming in for feathers had me laughing for two fucking weeks. Unscreen phone calls. Great talking to you. I'll catch you the next time coming through. Unscreen phone calls. <laughs> Maddie Postlucini is a bitch. Unscreen phone calls. What do you think was more of a letdown when the chair broke under Pepper or Blondie on a comedy show? Unscreen phone calls. I want to drop a load of my salty fake shame sauce down Jimmy Hutt's goo gutter. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, Chris Stanley, suck a nuke. Unscreen <laughs> phone calls. I'm 37 and I fucked a 22-year-old redhead yesterday. Unscreen phone calls and bragging. Woo! I'm back. Unscreen phone calls. The only way I'll have sex with you is if you can promise me you'll never die. I can't promise that. I would have sex with you right now. I promise. I will never die. Unscreen phone calls. 
You remember when Fez wrestled Molly McChain? <laughs> Unscreen phone calls. Too much Gurian. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, I like to plug my YouTube channel, Booking by Cumbelly. Unscreen phone calls. Bring back Bronx Johnny and the Sex Stravaganza. Unscreen phone calls. If you're an adult wrestling fan, you like dick? Unscreen phone calls. Did Beyonce's sister really go after Joe Camel? Unscreen phone calls. So I'm pumping away on this guy's ass, and he reaches around, grabs my nuts, and I'm like, ugh, bag. Unscreen phone calls. Pepper Hicks rules, 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 Pepper Hicks rules. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, can I get a Taylor egg and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup? Phew! Unscreen phone calls. The only thing Durian's good at is making black girls seem smart. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Pepper Hicks sucks tricks. Unscreen phone calls. Miss Money Penny. That's right, sunscreen phone calls. Say what you want, when you want, nothing we can do about it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Unscreen phone calls. Untouched Fez balls. Untouched Fez balls. It's the newest Fezzy segment we call Step or Stunt. Untouched Fez balls. Ron and Fez show your place for your favorite D-list celebrities. Hashtag Ron and Fez. Unscreen, unscreen phone calls. Hey, is there a closet in there? Good, hang this up. <laughs> unscreen phone calls. I love Fargo. No more locked doors. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Cookie. Cookie. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, if, uh, if an egg is protein and sperm is protein, can you can you fry up sperm? Unscreen uh. phone calls. I miss you so much. Unscreen phone calls. Now broadcasting with ten percent more centaur. Hashtag run it. Unscreen phone calls. Why'd you do it? Why'd you fucking break that chair, Chris? Why'd you break the chair? Unscreen phone calls. This is Craig Schinkle, and uh, Jeffrey Gurian seems to be doing a very bad imitation of my voice. Happy birthday! Unscreen phone calls. Sean Franciszki, so how did you game? Did you drove and did you flew? Unscreen phone calls. I want to fuck Fez's mouth and fill his mustache full of my seed. Unscreen phone calls. I would rate my personal life a nine. But this show is definitely a four. On-screen phone calls. Hey, uh, you ever pull your dick out of a guy's ass that looks like Kate Lincoln wearing hat? On-screen phone calls. I'm Shelby, and my feet smell like dick. <laughs> On-screen phone calls. Chris Stanley is a bitch. On-screen phone calls. 
Yeah, you should find Chris and get it over with. Mm. phone calls. I was that redhead that that, that guy fucked. <laughs> Unscreen phone calls. Run, Marty! It's the Libyans! Unscreen phone calls. Answer my fucking email, Pepper. I love you, Queen Elizabeth. Unscreen phone calls. I know enough to know that that great, big, dumb, cowboy crap of yours don't appeal to nobody except every jockey on 42nd Street. <laughs> that's faggot stuff. You want to qualify its name? That's strictly for fags. John. Oops, unscreen phone calls. Manny Trio, second base. Mm. Keep going. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, why don't one of you lazy bastards upload the program to audible.com in a regular fashion? Unscreen phone calls. Hey, buddies. A Chris Tuck's dick. Unscreen phone calls. Shout out to Nick Kroll. And when you're done with my scarf, Ronnie, can I have it back? Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Pimento tits love the dick. Unscreen phone calls. Anthony Jesselnik is really not funny. If you agree, say unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Gurry and uh, get rid of him. He sucks. Unscreen phone calls. F. Mary Kill, Jessica Alba, Holly Berry, Beyonce. Unscreen phone calls. Who killed Johnny Crunch? Who killed Bobby Black? Who's on Tony? Unscreen phone calls. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, but he's just Yeah. Unscreen phone calls. You remember when you were talking about the anti-rape pants and you calmly said, what about the mouth? That was hilarious. And also, I must be the only fan that likes Jeffrey Durian. Keep him. Shout out to Nick Curl. Unscreen phone calls. I miss soundboard, Fez. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Uh, yeah, Sam Roberts is gayer than Nate. Thank you. Unscreen phone calls. Oh, yeah, time for a little bit of that gay talk. Unscreen uh, 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 phone calls. Oh, yeah, time for a little bit of that gay talk. Uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Y'all know it's time for some of that gay talk. Unscreen oh. phone calls. Pepper Hicks, put your money down. Real Madrid's going to win the Champions League final, motherfucker. Unscreen phone calls. Could you play up a chumpy woman and dedicate it to my wife, please? Unscreen phone calls. Malaysian Flight 370, we've been missing for weeks. We're in the South Pacific, and now we found this hatch. What's in the hatch? Unscreen phone calls. Fuzzy gray queer balls. Unscreen phone calls. Why do black people always back into parking spots? Unscreen phone calls. Hicks touches little boy schmeckles on the playground. Unscreen phone calls. Shelby, you better call me back. I can use my body like that last week. I'm ashamed. Unscreen phone calls. Hashtag self-fez's virginity. 
Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Pepper Hicks can't produce. He's a big dumb old. Pepper Hicks can't produce. He's worse than Olive Lowe. The loose is bored in all the land. He can't even hit the post. Oh. Pepper Hicks can't produce. Chris Stanley can't produce. Centaur can't produce. He sucks balls. We love unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Well, I like my damn high school girls. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. Unscreened phone calls. Yo! It's twofer. Unscreened phone calls. Noris is the queen of bachata. Thank you for calling the Ron and Fez show. No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. Unscreened phone calls. This is Jeffy Good. Reminded you that Fez's asshole matters. <laughs> Unscreened phone calls. We will be blindfolding you at my comedy show as well. A lot of heat for that show tomorrow night. Unscreened phone call. Yes, yes, he's signed. Here, here, and here. Oh, yeah, and right here. We'll see you in six months. Unscreened phone calls. 13 The Book by Brian Sweet. Awesome illustrations. Unscreened phone calls. The AK-47. The best there is when you absolutely positively need to kill every motherfucker in the room except no substitute. Sick movie rest, brah. Unscreen phone calls. The wheels on the motherfucking bus go round and round. Unscreen phone calls. Shelby is a raging anti Sinite. Bazinga, faggot. Unscreen phone calls. Timmy Falcone can suck his own penis, and so can I. You can suck his own penis? <laughs> I'm just getting phone calls. Hi, this is Calvin. Uh, I have a collect call Folsom Correctional Facility. Do you accept? I'm just getting phone calls. I'm just getting phone calls. I want to say Steve Carlton, but I'm going Terry Mulholland. Final answer. <laughs> all centaurs are units. I'm just getting phone calls. What's with all the faggotry in the NFL? Just one. Unscreened phone calls. Well, Van's a piece of crap. Unscreened phone calls. I don't want a street named after me. I want a cul-de-sac behind an abortion clinic. Jimmy Norton rules. Unscreened phone calls. Just put Velcro on the ceiling. Unscreened phone calls. Radio Shark sucks dick. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, baby. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. You need any water? You just won't let the motherfucker burn. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. I got it. I got it. I got it. I ain't got it. Unscreen phone calls. Yes, this is Donald Sterling. I would like to apologize to Magic Johnson for being an HIV-ridden piece of Hey, can I start over? And screen thank yous. And screen thank yous. Hello? 
How'd you get phone calls? And don't forget to listen to our podcast. My wife hates me. How'd you get phone calls? Shelby blows baby goats. How'd phone calls? Pepper Hicks swallows the comma but spits the pre-comma. What the fuck is up with that? Unscreen phone calls. What's a Saturday? Jim Florentine? Artie Lang. Unscreen phone calls. All right, Fez, we got to fix up what you got going on over there. I need you to find the cable marked XLR, unplug it, and allow the show to go on. Unscreen phone calls. Come stay in overalls. Come stay in overalls. Feel better, Rorschach. I love you. Unscreen phone calls. I want an equal number of shell berries in each muffin. An equal number of shell berries. Unscreen phone calls. I don't always free the slaves, but when I do, I get shot. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, Fezzy, and if you want. What? Unscreen phone calls. Hi, you call and order food. Your order is ready. Unscreen phone calls. I could really do some brisket for lunch today, Ron. You got any brisket left? Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. I can't wait to hear this on the fucking replay. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, yeah, uh, fire Chris, please. Great job yesterday, Fez. Ten times better than Chris. Unscreen phone calls. Compare these two, Dick Cheney and Fez Watley's heart. Unscreen phone calls. Look at me, I'm the asshole who doesn't get the bit. Fuck you, Shelby. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, what we want to do is change the show right to the top, Ronnie. We want to sign you, move you over to Rock Dog, make you the number one top show on Rock Dog. Unfortunately, we're not going to give you any screeners to screen your calls, and the phone lines seldom work. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Almost says unscreen phone call. Unscreen phone call. I was all fucked up on drugs till the Lord came by. Now I'm all fucked up on the Lord. Jesus saves. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Is there anything more delicious than Lady Trucker's hidey hole? Unscreen phone calls. On this one time, I saw a dolphin fight a tornado, and guess what? The dolphin beat the tornado. Unscreen phone calls. Chris has hairy balls. Chris has hairy balls. John Crux, no balls. John Crux, no balls. My fraternity circle jerks till this sets fires Instagram photos. <laughs> Unscreen phone calls. Untouched fuzzballs. Untouched fuzzballs. Un- Unscreen phone calls. Hey, it's Fred the Drunk. You guys are all right. I said you're all right. Hey, Leslie. Baz. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, you know, I just got my Rams jersey in and it already has AIDS. Yeah, phone calls. Uh, phone calls. My most knuckles showing. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, Opie should watch who he's calling a fat fuck when it appears he's got tits bigger than my wife. 
Unscreened phone calls. Pepper Hicks. More like Pepper Dicks. Unscreened phone calls. Are we not men? We're Devo. Unscreened phone calls. Hello, I call from Chinese food. I knock on door, they don't answer. I climb up tree, I climb up roof, I look through a window, I see a little boy. I climb down tree. I knock on door, there's still no answer. I want to know you know what your egg roll. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. I'm on the air. Unscreen phone calls. You ever suck a guy's neck? Don't put you girls in that club. Show me with your mouth. Show me with your mouth. Let it go. Unscreen phone calls. This is your umbrella. Please pay the ransom, Daddy. Unscreen phone calls. Llamas. Unscreen phone calls. Bachata. Unscreen phone calls. Indian Rocks Beach needs a dashboard recipe. Unscreen phone calls. No, I don't think you guys get it. It's a gay dude playing for the Rams. <laughs> Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, Michael Sam brings new meaning to the term quarterback sack. Fez, what do you think we run? About 35 to 40% homophobic calls? Yeah, yeah. I, right, I, I'd say so, closer to 40, if uh, not 45. Still means we're dropping. Still means we're dropping. Unscreen phone calls. For God's sakes, Fez, give back Ronnie Bennington's umbrella. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, Slat Dick, you got a copy? Come on. Unscreen phone calls. Oh, Shelby, my lips are too big to make an unscreen phone call. I know you're not Shelby because he's the guy who just fell asleep on the instant replay and hit it. Unscreen phone call. Unscreen phone call. Unscreen phone call. Hi, it's Warren Day. I like the dolphins. I just want to say Chris Alley. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Must know who the fat fuck is. Must know now. Unscreen phone calls. Come in with the milk. 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 Unscreen phone calls. I don't do my job as well when I'm constipated. Unscreen phone calls. Fuck an idiot for not getting a bit. Get this dick! Unscreen phone calls. This is Charlie. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Thanks for signing up for Cat Facts. You will now receive a daily phone call with a fun fact about cats. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't watch sports. I don't, and I don't like fried chicken. I don't know what it is. Unscreen phone calls. Hello, I would like to order one large face salad so I can fucking sit on it. Thank you for calling the Ron and Fez show. 
No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. Eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. It is on screen phone calls. Your chance to show why you're not on the radio. On screen phone calls. The St. Louis Rams have just re-signed Jim Everett. On screen phone calls. Hey, I've met some really cool people from Chicago, and haven't only met Janice from Chicago on the radio. She's got to be the cherry on the Sunday, baby. Cool. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, I'm looking for hands bananas. Unscreen phone calls. Homo says untouched fezball. Untouched fezballs. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, maybe uh, you guys can get somebody to screen the phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Then the balloon popped. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Shaking the bush, boss. Shaking the bush. Unscreen phone calls. Four unscreen phone calls. There's this Mexican family that lives down the street, and they had a dwarf, his daughter. And they named her Consuelo. Consuelo? Unscreen phone calls. Hashtag OBN. Unscreen phone calls. Fuck you, you. Unscreen phone calls. So I looked back into the sand and saw that the uh, Lord had left me. And I said, Lord, why is it during the longest parts of my hardest parts of my life there was only a single set of footprints? And he said, Sand people always ride single file to hide their numbers. Unscreen phone calls. You made me feel mighty real. Unscreen phone calls. Ice cream and blue balls. Ice cream and blue balls. Unscreen phone calls. I need my fucking dildo back. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, Hicks, try not to break any chairs on my way to the parking lot. Hashtag fat fuck. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, is it Bell Launcher? Unscreen phone calls. Let's play a little game called Just a Tip. Unscreen phone calls. Yeah, only the Lord saves more than Bernie Perrant. God for that. Unscreen phone calls. Hicks, you fat cock loving centaur. You know you broke that chair. Fess up to it. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Hello? Unscreen phone calls. He wrecks his test because he can't masturbate. Unscreen phone calls. It saddens me to say this, but we had to cancel the dark comedy show for lots of fucks given. Unscreen phone calls. For God's sake, William, don't go. It's a trap for your brain. Unscreen phone calls. Hey, Shelby, how do those big, juicy lips fit around Pepper's tuna can cock? Unscreen phone calls. Health, boot, water, boon, boot. 
Amtrak. Biden. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Feds are still a virgin because he wants to stop around and just Unscreen phone calls. Okay, new idea. We're going to do comedy while staring directly at the sun. Go. Unscreen phone calls. Grandpa, brother rubber. Hi, Zach. Unscreen phone calls. Wait a minute. He's black and gay. Unscreen phone calls. Dicks, balls, pussies, and tits. Shelby's face has dick-sucking lips. Thank you for calling the Ron and Fez show. No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. Unscreened phone calls. You can stand me up by the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Unscreened phone calls. I'm not wearing any panties. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. That whore gave my dad herpes. Unscreen phone calls. I like to stare at the boobies. Unscreen phone calls. I'm scared, Daddy. It's cold. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Chris's ass is so loose when he farts. It sounds like he's blown on a brown jug. Unscreen phone calls. Straight people are so scared of gay people. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Tell me what you're wearing. Unscreen phone calls. Best thing in bed is Ethiopian head because her stomach's so hollow, you know she'll swallow. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. I like that. Unscreen phone calls. I'd like to ask Susie Esmin a question. What's the one thing in the world that no one will ever do? Unscreen phone calls. Hey, this is Lord again. And back in 1975, I had a dick stuck in my ass, and it's been there ever since, Ronnie. Unscreen phone calls. I miss Lily. Unscreen phone calls. Ah, fuck. Unscreen phone calls. I'm going to Panama where everything smells like bananas and pepper's dick. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Time to play a little bit of unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. Says ice cream and blue balls. Unscreen phone calls. Almost says ice cream and blue balls. Unscreen phone calls. 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 Can I blow my phone for Unscreen phone calls. 
Unscripted phone calls. Guatemala. <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show playing unscreened phone calls. Ron and Fez, unscreened phone calls. I think my boyfriend Chris gave me chlamydia. <laughs> unscreened phone calls. If you ever want to see Casey Kasem again, you will clear Dave Herman of all charges. Unscreened phone calls. You're a nice guy. I wish people would say nicer things to you. God bless, and I hope everything works out. Unscreened phone calls. Eat price fucks fuck gobble double chew evil for some half five bigger fucks screw moose piss cat foot rang tank bitch sheep pussy calligraph big line shit. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Oh, we want to run a train on Shelby's ass and give him a gaping butthole. Unscreened phone calls. Oh my gosh, I had this whole thing worked out. That was going to be hilarious. You guys were going to love me, but now that I'm on the radio, I'm freaking out. Oh my god! Ah. Unscreened phone calls. You thick niggas and out, girl. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Yeah, we've got a new comedy show coming up. Everybody's going to be uh, 20 feet under the water. Each has sca- uh, scuba tanks. Uh, I think it'll be a really big hit. Unscreened phone calls. Yeah, I was calling to apply for the job. Says here you're looking for a call screener. Unscreened phone call. Fezzy come burps. Unscreened phone calls. Ron, this is Jeffrey Gurian, and you know, it's just the most frustrating thing. With my healing powers, I should be able to touch all these children, but their parents will not let me. I just want to help. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, Ron, how about you work for a minute? What'd you think about Fargo last night? Loved. Unscreened phone calls. Why? What's it supposed to smell like? Unscreened phone calls. What did magic ever do but get AIDS? Unscreened phone calls. Shelby's empty balls. Unscreened phone calls. Yeah. Unscreened phone calls. No Unscreened phone calls. Man goes in cage. Cage goes in water. Sharks in the water. Ours are. Sick movie rest, brah. Unscreened phone calls. Chalking jock, chalking jock, chalking jock, chalking jock, chalking jock, chalking jock, chalking jock. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Forget your friends on Facebook, FYF the band on Twitter. Unscreened phone calls. My girlfriend gave me chlamydia. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, you know what? I don't care what you said. The only way it's going to happen is if Sandberg swallows his pride and gets Kent Picolvi on the phone. Unscreened phone calls. Could we please bring back that redheaded fuck so I can laugh again? Unscreened phone calls. My left kitty nibble got an eye. Unscreened phone calls. Hi, this is Pepper Hicks. I suck Fizzy's dick for his oxy script. Uh. Unscreened phone calls. I was fucking my grandmother when I smelled horse cock. And I said, oh, that's right. That's how she died. There uh, may be a reason that terrestrial radio doesn't do. Unscreened phone calls. Don't do it, Ronnie. Don't you let them break us apart, Ronnie. Unscreened phone calls. Everyone at my funeral gets a stun gun. The last person standing gets all my stuff. Unscreened phone calls. You know what happens if I don't go, Ronnie? Nothing. Unscreened phone calls. Yeah, Shelby, can I get one of those blue jabs? Unscreened phone calls. You know how hard it is to masturbate when all you have to look at is pictures of missing children? 
Unscreened phone calls. And the number one way to kill an hour of radio when you don't have any content is... Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. I love Glenn Smith. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, Shelby, you come yet? Unscreened phone calls. Ratchet, batshit, dirty old twat, 69 asshole, tied in a lot. Hooray, lizard shit, fuck. Unscreened phone calls. Why the hell is Jenny Hutt deathly afraid of Jackie Marling? Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Jeff Gurian. Yuck! Unscreened phone calls. Pepper, they ruined a good woman when they put a set of nuts on you. Unscreened phone calls. Never get attached to something you can't walk away from at 20 seconds flat when you feel that you from around the corner. Sick movie rest, brah. Unscreened phone calls. Hey, can you uh, grab me some Robin Trower and Albert Prize Closet? Unscreened phone calls. That cupcake was fucking delicious. Unscreened phone calls. You're going to like that, you faggot fuck. Unscreened phone calls. How come when a man kills another man in battle, he's a hero, but when a man kills another man in the heat of passion, he's a murderer? Unscreened phone calls. Sweet Melissa, please call. Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. I like big butts and I can't lie. Unscreened phone calls. I accidentally sharded this morning. Unscreened phone calls. Ronnie, why are we being punished? Unscreened phone calls. Ice cream fuckballs. Ice cream fuckballs. Hey, Ronnie, first time, long time. Is the answer Don Selesky? Unscreened phone calls. I'd like to speak to you about bridges, boats, and cars. Unscreened phone calls. Just touched my special place and never called me back. You whore. Unscreened phone calls. Unused fence hogs. Unscreened phone calls. Ice cream sandwich. Unscreened phone calls. Hey there, it's me from Chicago. I'm always calling and laughing at every little thing you say. Unscreened phone calls. Hi, Sezzy. This is your career coach, and the generally accepted practice is a named co-host actually speak. Unscreened phone calls. Shit, I was trying to get Ms. Fields. <laughs> Unscreened phone calls. What is the box? Unscreened phone calls. Unscreened phone calls. Shelby's got a kind smile. I kind of like to stick my dick in. Unscreened phone calls. The candy man will return. Unscreened phone calls. Pepper Hicks is a lot like the wrestler Kane because his parents are dead and his hair is sewn into his hat. <laughs> Unscreened phone calls. Ramon, kill this shit bit. Unscreened phone calls. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Unscreened phone calls. I saw Casey Case at home people working as a paint shaker. Unscreened phone calls. Is it wrong because all I want to do is just snuggle with Fez? Unscreened phone calls. In theaters, July 2014, Fagception. It's a fag inside a fag inside a fag inside a fag. It's a fag inside a fag inside a fag inside a fag. Unscreened phone calls. Martin Leonard Skinner is always, man. 
Unscreen phone calls. Jack Nabbit, Alvin, I told you to keep your penis out of fish's asshole. I'm sorry, preacher. Unscreen phone calls. We interviewed 100 bad men. Unscreen phone calls. Shit, fuck. Unscreen phone calls. Uh, yeah, bitch. Uh, almost says unscreen phone calls. Unscreen phone calls. I screwed her up, I screwed her down, I screwed her lying, and I screwed her crying. At last she's not forgotten, I dug her up and screwed her rotten. Thank you for calling the Ron and Fez show. No one is currently available to screen your call. Please hold, and Ron and Fez will be right with you. Please stand by for your unscreened calls. Unscreened phone calls. It's like I'm unraveling a big cable net sweater, and someone keeps knitting, and knitting, and knitting, and knitting, and knitting, and knitting, and knitting, phone calls. My ass is itchy. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Fuck Ron Bennington. Sick movie rest, brah. What's up, faggot? It's the Fifteen yard penalty. It's time for a Ron and Fez. Homoquisical. Fuck Fez. Call the show if you're also hearing voices. See me. Feel me. Yeah, what do you want? They say a picture is worth a thousand words. By report. Radio Psychic. Radio Psychic. Radio Psychic. Oh, yeah. Y'all know it's time for some of that. The Advice Show. Um. Who makes up uh, running their cake horn to I want a fez who fucks shit up. You fucked up. I want a fez people talk about. People are talking about me. I've talked about it for saying cake horn. I want a fez who respects co workers. Fucking asshole losers around here got nothing better to do, and that includes Chris and Shelby. I want a fez callers can count. Well, on. great, we got the Joe Jackson bit for the 400th fucking time. <laughs> I want a fez who trains We're fucking on number Twitter. one trending in the United States. Hashtag cake horn. I want a fizz with a cake horn and a long... It's not about the cake horn, Chris. It is about the fucking cake horn. It's not. It's crazy.
Look who it is, Mr. Jay Moore. Hi, boys. Looking good. I don't care how mad you are, Daddy. That's his daddy's going to be mad at us. I messed up the quote, but it doesn't matter because Chris Penn makes Ronnie happy. Sick movie rest, brah. Jay Moore, what's happening with you, buddy? What the hell's going on in L.A.? What do you mean, what's going on in L.A.? It's 98 degrees. It's beautiful out. Oh, you mean the Clippers. Donald Sterling, who looked like Mickey Rourke. They were filming The Wrestler 2 on Anderson Cooper's couch. That was nice. What? Nice to see Mickey Rourke up and at him. Why? Is L.A. the most racist <laughs> city in America? Apparently. Yeah. I loved that Donald Sterling had it so ass backwards that he told Vivian Stiviano. First of all, he doesn't like black, but he's dating a half-black woman. So I only hope he makes love to her on the side, like he, hope, he, he hopes he gets the good half, right? right. And he says, uh, you, you, can, uh, you can hang out with him. You can eat. We're on satellite. You can fuck him. That's what he said. He got bleeped. But just don't bring him to my games. Like, he's so, he doesn't even know how to be a racist the right way. You're supposed to go like, don't, just don't fuck him. That's all. Uh, you're playing the uh, South Point Hotel and Casino in Vegas, June yes, 2022, 7.30 shows. Big Vegas act now, Jay. Yeah, I love it. I signed a contract with them, so I go there three times a year. So if any of the Ron and Fez, uh, any half slices out there want to come and grab a half slice with me, half slice with me in Vegas, I'd love to meet you guys. Ronnie B., how you been, man? You sound like a million bucks. You know what? I feel like a buck three eighty today, but now that I got Jay Moore on the uh, on the phone, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. What do you need? Any impression in the arsenal? You want Pacino to pick you up? Yeah, I need a little Pacino. Oh, what's wrong? You feel like a dollar three eighty. <laughs> you know, can I tell you, when I was a child, wait, I was a long time ago, a dollar three eighty was worth ten bucks. That's a true story, Ron. What's what's the newest impression? Oh, newest one is Vince Scully. I like to think Vince Scully should take over for Keith Morrison narrating those murder shows. Oh, that'd be nice. She goes downstairs and finds the biggest axe she can find, goes back up into the master bedroom and buries it deep into her husband's skull, and there's one away. See, this is the kind of stuff you're going to get at the South Point Casino. SouthPointCasino.com for more tickets, more information. The great Jay Moore, three times a year in Vegas now. Ronnie B., we got to get together. You and I got to form like Hall and Oates. I don't think Daryl Hall or John Oates would know that you and I were out on the road. I'll wear the mustache. I'll be Oates, and I'll mind playing the bass. We'll have a whole band behind us. I'll let you be Daryl Hall. And you and I go out there, and we hit the uh, Indian Casino circuit, and we get after it. See, I consider Daryl Hall and John Oates the kind of anti-Ron and Fez, because those guys don't talk off stage, And um, uh, and you guys don't talk on mic. Yeah, we don't talk. You know, it's only in public that we don't talk to each other. But, you know, off there, then it's like, it hurts here and here. Are you going to tell me that Fez is still living on Roosevelt Island? Don't you know? That's where I go. I have a girlfriend, Roosevelt Island. My voice used to be really high, Ron. If you watch The Godfather, I tell her, never ask me about my business, Kay. And somewhere along, how about in uh, Dog Day Afternoon? Well, Vietnam veterans, killing don't mean nothing to us. And then somewhere along the line, things got heavy on my back. Fez, are you there? Hey, Jay, how are you even pulling this off? Where you, is Fez? He's, Where are you? I'm right here, Mr. Pacino. 
then why don't you talk, you radio man? You work in radio, and you don't talk. What is that? I have no answer for you, Mr. Pacino. That's what I'm talking about. You gotta bump your gums, step up to the mic, and be fed. You're one of the all-time greatest. I love you. You're a good man. I gotta get back on the mic my own radio show. But everybody listen to Ron and Fez, because they will get you pregnant, Ronnie. Thank you, Mr. Pacino. Oh, Ms- now you talk. Mr. Pacino Mr. Pacino will be at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, June twentieth to twenty second. All shows at seven thirty for Mr. Pacino. Oh, that was Ron. That was very good. I'm impressed. SouthPointCasino.com for tickets and information to see Mr. Pacino at the casino. That is the greatest dance I've ever seen. Talk to you later, buddy. That was Jay Moore. The one and only Jay Moore. Three times a year. Playing Vegas. I don't even know the South Point Hotel and Casino. Let's take a look at it. Put it up there. Pepper Hicks. We got some stuff we've got to get into today, including uh, hate mail. Hate mail. That's something I've never got before. Wow, look at that casino. That's gorgeous. Now, is that... I'm going to just say this. I've never seen it before. I'm wondering if that's the place that Paul Williams played in his documentary. He was very, very happy... Because they had a big sign of him in the Paul Williams documentary. I think it's still Paul Williams, or it's getting a little easier being green. Something like that. He does play it. Thank so, you. So it, 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 that, was, that, was, that was it. That Boom. was in the dock. You know, I was happy with my with the anti-Hall notes. Because they don't talk off stage and we don't talk on. I thought that was amazing. It just, it laid there, Chris. It's one of those things, sometimes you go out of your way, you want to be good, and it just lays there. All right, emails. We do get emails. And this one came in late at night. uh, And it was, uh, well, it was very unhappy with us. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Ron and Fez. How does he do that? I have no idea. He's amazing. How about one time, how he was just sleeping, and another time when he went out, he just leaned on it. It was fucking the funniest shit ever. Um, so this says, Ronnie B, I got this late last night. I was the winner of the March Madness Kevin Durant ball. I have been listening to you guys since WNEW. I primarily pay for XM to listen to your show. I got the ball today. It's been tossed into an oversized box, not even bubble wrapped. The ball is all scuffed up and just makes the whole thing come across half-assed. 
I beat out nearly 4,000 people for this prize. Dudes shipping used condoms on eBay take more pride in their work than your team. The two idiots, Shelby and Hicks, working the case, and then he puts in quotation marks, lose my mailing address twice, and I had not recently called in to check in on the ball after over a month of waiting for the prize, it would probably still be sitting in some broom closet. Absolutely piss poor. I asked myself, how did these guys make it this far? And why do you continue to keep them on your team? Disappointing, Nate. Um, First of all, I didn't know you could buy used condoms on eBay, but Chris Stanley... And your head today is grease. Yeah. Why are you such a grease head? Didn't shower last night. Uh, just like when I got home, I just went home and went to went to bed. So I, this I, morning, I did no. I woke up and came right here. Very get, greasy. Get a picture. Don't even touch anything. No. Get a picture of him. Only the head, so you can see. Do you know how greasy it is? I know how greasy it gets. Yeah. So I, I can I can assume. I mean, you get nothing but compliments on your hair. Yeah. Around here, high high compliments. Well, I always figured the grease oils make mm-hmm. the hair good. Like like natural hair oil is good. So now you let me know. Here, bring it over this way. In front so of my you, face, Shelby. Yeah. I want to make sure the full grease shows up. Get another picture, Shelby, because I don't trust you. You're a slow-moving fucking one, guy, too. One for safety, Shelby. Yeah. So like Gurian always says, one for safety. <laughs> get two on there, because when I... I know. From when I way, get it developed... I know. From the waist up, I know. <laughs> um, now, let's... What does he say from the waist he up? He says from the waist up. I take a lot of the pictures for him. Yeah. And so he's He like, always wants from the waist up? He says from the waist up, please. I was like, no problem. Why Jeffrey. does he want that? I don't know. I guess that's how he... Maybe that's how he has them all, so he wants them all like, kind of uniform. Like the actual... I've never heard him say that. Uh, he's definitely told me that a number of times. I wonder if he thinks that if you try to get it on, sometimes it cuts off the head of taller people. But it's a very interesting premise. I'll have to ask him that later today. He's going to have a mystery guest. All right, uh, Chris, is there anything that Nate is saying that is true? Um, Did you put uh, a ball in an oversized box? There was a box that was large that we put the ball in. Why wouldn't you bubble wrap it? Why would you have a, a ball bouncing around in a box when you're shipping it across the country? Because I wasn't thinking. And when he initially won and called in, I wasn't in the booth to take his information. Whoever's in the booth didn't get his information. Well, who's who's ever in the booth? It would have been Shelby at the time. So why are you afraid to say Shelby? Because I'm his... Shelby, is this true? You fucked up? I I thought we just had his ESPN email. I didn't know that he called in. They call in. Alright. Why are you putting your head down? This is all Shelby's fault? No, it's my fault for not training him correctly. You it would, all falls on me. But you would have already mailed him a scuffed up ball earlier. I think i got to get him a bonus ball. Um, Fez Ridoff. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's good right there. That's a fucking great... That's a Hall of Famer. I'm going to write back to this guy. Can we send you a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? You write it right now. 
Okay. You write him like a nice apology. You made a mistake. You're right. sorry. And you would like to offer him a bonus, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, which, by the way, you're taking from another lucky listener who would have won it. I know. There's a future listener out there that's not getting that ball. By the way, that's two Hall of Fame balls that you fucking wasted this year. Third, counting Kevin Durant. I'm just pointing that out. I know you don't have to work. I know you don't have to go in pocket for it. Did you write you writing a nice apology? I'm writing it right now. Good. Someone wrote in that uh, Garion asked for above the waist because he doesn't like his legs. He thinks his legs are too thin. How could you not like his legs? Someone said he has Muppet felt legs, and I never know. <laughs> I never notice anything with guys. I noticed your grease head today. How did the grease head picture come out? You sent that over, sent that over the editor. Sent that over the editor. Yeah. Send it on over to him. Now. Although I don't see, this is why I hate phones. I don't get you. I don't think you get the full sense of grease. It doesn't capture the shiny greasiness. Yeah. Oh, Did you get something like straight on? I don't know why you kept going above instead of straight on. He was doing it like a, I'm a fucking 14 year old girl posting a selfie to MySpace. Well, I really wanted to get that whole scalp. It's yeah, all but it's greasy. The front is where the where the funny where it really shows up. Try turning on one of the big uh, uh, videotaping lights on the ceiling. And maybe we'll get some glare right off of that head. Thank you, Mr. Pacino. Jesus. Well, I don't think so. Maybe we should wear the hat. No, forget it. Let's just, you know, do the thing. Uh, here's David has a complaint, too. David, you're on the Run of Fest show. If you remember, this guy had to call in and tell you guys he was the winner. The the, the wrong winner was announced. If you remember, all right, like Chris. The guy that came in forty first. All right, this is being done right now, Chris. Yes. And this is not to fuck with you, but I'm taking you off of contest and mailing out. Fez. Yes. Would you want those positions? I will take contests and mailing out. Because I got news for you, and I'm being totally honest here, Chris. I've worked at a lot of radio stations, and I've never heard of complaints of, I didn't get my price. Ever. It just doesn't come up. I won, I gave my address, I didn't get my price. That just never happened until here. So, Fez, you're going to be on top of this? I am, Fez, shipping and handling Watley. How are you doing as the booking guy? Good. I got you Jay Moore today. Thank you. Um, Also, uh, you sent out a nice schedule last night. It was very nice. I redid the schedule, Ronnie, in a new way so that I highlighted names. And I know who's booking the person. Yeah. Like, I know if it comes from Steve Leeds or whatever. Or if it's Laura or Liam. That's included. And also, what the person would like to promote when they stop by to chat. You mean not the wrong movie? Exactly. That way we get the right product mentioned in the schedule. Everyone's on board. Hmm. 
I'm going to be packing these uh, prizes myself like I'm one of Santa's elves. All right, Chris, you want to read what you have there? Yeah. Hello, Nathan. In light of mine and Shelby's screw-up in shipping the Kevin Durant ball, we would like to offer you a replacement ball that will be shipped correctly and post-haste. We can offer you a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar signed NBA basketball. Please respond to me if you would it's like it. It's not a replacement ball. It's a bonus ball. Bonus ball. To make up for our m- mistake, you know, that type of thing. I'm glad that you threw Shelby under the bus with this, too. Did you mail it out, Shelby? Yeah, I'm I'm usually the one that goes with uh, contests and shipping and whatnot. Why would you not fucking wrap this thing so the ball didn't bounce around? It didn't seem like it was bou- going to bounce around. And He says it's all scuffed up. But nobody answers me back. I'm just the fucking dead air twins. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very, I'm very sorry about the Kevin Durant ball. Make sure the Kareem Abdul Jabbar ball is packed up nicely. Well, Fez will. He's in charge of that now. I'll take care of that. Of course, I would think to do it anyway. If I have to run it down to FedEx to get it packed properly, I'll do it. I like, I like your style, Fez. You're the fucking comeback king. All right, Fez is in charge of that. So give me your duties that you've taken over from Chris Stanley. I am now the booker man. Mm -hmm. I'm handling booking and guests, and now also contests, prizes, and handling and shipping of the winners and their their prizes. Wow. I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Doesn't seem like somebody would say if they were excited about something. <laughs> You'll never see somebody like this. I don't mind being your next president. <laughs> Seriously, it will not be a problem. It's not that much of a burden. I guess I'll be the CEO of Google. You show, yeah. I wouldn't mind running your company for you. <laughs> Seriously. Um. Mm, I don't know. Alright, I got a contest for you three guys. Do you guys feel like you're up for a contest? Yes. I am so up, I'm on a roll this week. Alright, it's going to be a half marathon, which is, I think, what, 13 and a half miles or something? Yeah. Starting now, you guys are going to be running over the Queensboro Bridge. (laughs) You don't want to do it? You're ready to go. <laughs> you I make, need a fucking win. You and I know that guy moves slow, and that guy's real fucking unhealthy. You, I, I, I guarantee right now, by the time you got to the elevator, you would either pa- pass out or your pants would fall down. <laughs> I would still, even after a heart attack and a dislocated neck, I would still beat these guys. Oh, that walks a pain in the ass. I did it during Sandy. The after picture of Chris Stanley that you see on the packs of cigarettes <laughs> isn't going to make it. And Shelby, we've seen his walk. There's no way I could imagine him running. All right, I've got a... I've got something here. I've got a box in front of me. And we've never done this before. But with the guys on the team... I am prepared to play what's in the box. 
That's slow, Shabo. That's really slow. There's something in the box. What's in the box? The item in the box is signed. You lie! It's signed by a celebrity. You're a fucking liar! Can you guess? Shut up! What's in the box? This is exciting. I've never actually played an edition of What's in the Box. I've screamed What's in the Box before, but I've never actually participated as a contestant. All right, I'm thinking of a number, Fezzi, between one and three. Two. Fezzi got it exactly the number I was thinking of. Yes. So you will go first. Your first is a keepsake. Well, first of all, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? A keepsake. A keepsake. Is it a baseball card? Sorry. Sorry. Chris Stanley. All right. First of all, what's in the fucking box? Is it a stuffed animal? Well, first of all, I didn't even give you any fucking clues at all. And you don't ask me clues. So we move on to Shelby. Shelby. Um, born in 1992. Is it a Miley Cyrus CD? Sorry. Fez Watley, you know how to play. What's in the box? What's in the box? Haven't heard from him since 2009. All right. Keepsake. Yeah. Born in 1992. Haven't heard from him in 2009. Since 2009. Since 2009. Wow, this is tough. Is it a framed picture of someone? Sorry, sorry. Chris Stanley, rather than ask me, ask me a question and freak out and take us off fucking track, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? I saw you with the box. What was in the box? I don't even like the way he did that one, so uh, I'm going to take it back to Shelby. Shelby, what game do you want to play? I'm going to play What's in the Box? Okay, Shelby, here's your question. Um, I'll just give you this clue. Selena Gomez. Sorry, too long. Fizz Watley. I want to play What's in the Box? Schoolroom. Schoolroom with mm-hmm. the other clue, Selena Gomez. Haven't heard from s- since uh, 2009. Born in 1992. Keepsake. Is it a Justin Bieber CD signed? All right, all right, it's all a right. Justin Bieber CD signed. Of course not. I've got him trying to run the replay, and I can't tell you how nervous he is with it. Um. 
Let's go over to Chris Stanley. What game do you want to play? I want to play, what's in the box? I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Um, no adults saw him. No, no, is, that, is that a clue? And let's go over here. Do you remember the clues, Shelby? Was well, born in nineteen. Born in nineteen ninety-two. Haven't heard from him since two thousand and nine. Yeah. Selena Gomez, and where's the kid? Um. All right, I'm going to give you the next clue. Tell me what you want to play. I want to play. What's in the box? All right, here you go, Shelby. And this is for you. And if you don't get it, I'm just going to light this box on fire. All right, are you ready, Shelby? I'm Here's ready. your clue. And just, when I tell you you can guess, then you can guess, okay? He's purple, has a green stomach, green spots on his back, three large toenails that are yellow, and you kept him on your bed since you were a little boy right up through your high school years. Uh, it sounds like... It sounds like Barney, if I, if I may. The Barney the Dinosaur. Barney the Dinosaur. You're Barney the Dinosaur, Shelby. Ah, that clue was so tough, that last one. That you kept on your bed. The exact one since you were a little boy. I haven't seen that in years. What, Three? Three years? <laughs> Give him a hug. It's your Barney. Come on, stand up over here. Get a picture of him for Twitter. Your dad sent this to me. Ah. And he wanted me to play What's in the Box with you. But you don't seem so happy about it. I love your dad. You don't seem so happy about it. I could have sworn I lost that in the move. Well, he found it. Here's the funny thing. He found he's going through boxes in the garage, and then he goes, <laughs> and um, so he's going through it, and he opens up a box, and he goes, "Oh my God!" And your new mom yelled, "What's in the box?" <laughs> and then that gave him the idea to have you play "What's in the box." You got your Barney back. Now you kept this all the way through high school on your bed. Yeah, I think I was like a freshman in high school. Pussy! <laughs> that major pussy move there. No, come on. Let's see. Hug it. Hug, hug. Barney. You Same way it. like you're sleeping with it. Snuggle with him. Cheek uh, to a cheek. A little higher to you. Yeah, cheek to cheek. There you go. Punch, it's your face. That's really cute. <laughs> Barney's back. <laughs> Oh, also, because of this, when you go to Twitter, let's get it up on Twitter almost immediately. You'll make sure you get our new weird logo in it, too, Chris. Okay, yeah, Just from the waist up. Only pictures from the waist up. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so adorable. Is that going on your bed now? Uh, no, it's probably going in the trash. Don't no! say that. Don't say that.
Wasn't that a great little fucking joke, though? That's from your dad. Got me. He and I had a long talk about you the other day. Interesting. It was very tough for you to finally hand over my email, he said. You didn't want to give it to him. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he was very nice. He said, I'm really taking good care of you. Hmm. He appreciates it. Nice. I'm keeping an eye out on you. Now you got your Barney Warney, and now you'll be able to sleep better. So you thought you lost it in, your, in the move? This is like fucking Toy Story. <laughs> this is like a really R-rated Toy Story. So sweet. Why are you just glaring at me? <laughs> are you in shock? Are you furious? Kind of. I, the whole thing is just a, a mix of emotions. <laughs> what is a mix of emotions? Well, then he did it, and then I thought, I don't know, I thought, like, so much shit was, like, because we moved from, like, a pretty big house to, like, a really small one. We just, right. like, chucked a lot of shit, and, like, bringing back memories. Oh, no, it's making you sad? Yeah. You downsized. That's a wonderful thing. Jeez. Thought, the, thought those movers uh, chuck that. No, I'm uh, living my childhood again. Oh, you like that picture, though? <laughs> it's getting sent over right now. New logo is so strange. I don't know. We need a break here. We should break. Uh, yeah, we haven't broken yet. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, uh, we'll get into some other stuff. But uh, go over to, as soon as we get up on the Ron and Fez. SXM Twitter account uh, and check out the picture of Shelby and his boyhood buddy Barney the Dinosaur. You loved him, huh? It was a, it was a good, good show, quality programming. But I mean, the stuffed animal. Your dad said you could never sleep without him. You would always call for Barney. I don't know if I would be calling for him. Where yeah. would he be? Well, when you didn't want to get to sleep, or whatever, you said, "Where's my Barney?" And all the way through high school, you had it on your I don't bed. know if it was... I think he's, like, stretching the, yeah. the years a bit. And I don't know how long... I was in high school for a it's year cute. then. It's cute. That's your pal. That's your imaginary friend, the stuffed animal. Sometimes when things weren't going your way... Well, he's not a mad... He is real. I mean... I think you're we, sitting there going like this. Is it my fault, Barney? Is it my fault? Look, that's a great picture of you two together, too. What's wrong? Uh what is it, Fez? I just needed Chris to wear headphones because I, I was looking for something in Dillette that I didn't have and I wanted Chris to play the Barney song off of YouTube. Just say it. Chris, could you play the Barney song off of YouTube? I love you. Uh, we're going to take a, uh, a break here when we get back. If you're a big Brian Cranston fan and can't wait to see him in Godzilla, you might be a little depressed about the new news. It's a Ron Fez show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM, Comedy Hits, Channel 99.
It's the Ron Fez Show. I went down to use the restroom. Number one. Never even got close to it. Because it's a madhouse in our lobby. Because Miss Dolly Parton is there. With uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, but no Regis. People are insane about Dolly Parton. And everyone I saw, I saw Tim, Michelle, they're all stopping me. Did you see Dolly Parton? I'm like, I say right there. Isn't she beautiful? Isn't she beautiful? People come up and grab me. Tears in her eyes and screaming, Dolly Parton is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. American treasure, Dolly Parton. I'll put classic Shell and Barney up against Dolly Parton every anytime you want. Let me just read some of the tweets we got back. Oh, no. Those cum stains all over Barney. Jesus Christ, that's horrifying. Uh, I love Shelby, but if it wasn't for the hands, he'd be a total tranny. <laughs> uh, this one just says, cripes the lips on that guy. It's the Bowser and Barney show. He looks like Pee Wee Herman. Oh shit, what the fuck is that? Why is he holding Barney? This one just says, uh, oh, we got a lot of crazy shit sent to us today. The great boardwalk empire here, Shelby. Is Pee Wee Herman is dead. Oh. Um, looks like a young par. Paul Hargis. The real Barney didn't have a hole cut out of his for his mouth. <laughs> That's true. Did you ever wipe up? Shelby, you feel? really do have a look of someone who doesn't live in modern times. <laughs> I mean, that is a 1930s, even a 1927 mug. Yeah, I'm about to head back from the battlefield. I'm like a fucking nurse on the battlefield cutting people's <laughs> limbs off. That doesn't make sense. Everything that you're bringing up. <laughs> like, you know, um, those like pictures you see like old war at pictures. That's what war. I think of like my face when I see it in pictures. What war are you talking about? Civil War? Yeah, like 1920, like 1918 yeah, World, World War One soldier. World War I is what you're looking for. You're a That's what yeah, I see every time I see one. <laughs> you believe in reincarnation? No, not at all. We've uh, Jeffrey Gurian does. I mean, we can get into that with him. Hold Barney the rest of the show, would you? I just feel better if I know you had him. I don't want you guys to lose each other. I feel sad like he gets reunited because of Toy Story. And I haven't even seen it, but I saw the trailers. I just... Well, yeah, the kid eventually grows up, right? And like loses all the toys. Don't fucking ruin it for me, dude. I, I, just, I thought it was... Just go pick up Barney and just hold on. He's good him. in the corner. Come on, please. Hold him. Hold him. I worry pick up from Barney. Toy Story way. Pete sent that all the way. Fuck Pete. <laughs> don't say Whoa. that. Don't say that. You can see the photo at Ron and Fez SXM on Twitter. Me? No, everyone. Oh, anyone can go to Twitter. Chris, are you speaking to the audience then? Yes, the audience. Oh, because we were just talking inside the room. (laughs) That's at Ron and Fez SXM. So I was telling you guys about the Brian Cranston. You know how he's all over the trailers, and it looks like it's Brian Cranston versus Godzilla. He's a scientist. They put out this article, some early review that says he's barely in the movie. (laughs) 
that he has basically a walk-on, and they're selling it as a Brian Cranston piece. That shit always... That sucks. Say that Keanu, like, weird karate movie that they had come out around Christmas, and in every trailer, it was that, like, weird tattoo skull guy mm-hmm. who, like, tattooed his whole face, and he's, like, like a background character. They even put him on posters, and he's barely in it. If you look at the commercials and the trailers we've seen on this, it looks like Brian Cranston, A, discovers Godzilla, B, fights Godzilla, and then C, saves his family from Godzilla, who he's been separated from. Why did you stop at C? Why didn't you go all the way through Z? That would have been fucking classic. Z, his Q. name is in the credits so high. Q, found him, man. Well, I know, I think he's even the voice of the trailer. Yeah, he's all over it. From the very first trailer, it's been Cranston, like, banging against some fucking door that closes, and you think this is what creates Godzilla. What, when, you, when I say Brian Cranston, what character do you think of? I think of uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Really? Before yeah. even Breaking Bad? Yeah. See, I go I go straight to Watley the Dentist. <laughs> the Anti-Dentite. God, he was great on that show. Um, this is bullshit. I feel cheated. Yeah, I know. I, I get a big kick out of that, though. Because Holly, I do like it when Hollywood cheats people in some summer movies. I would think Walter's White is going to mess up this giant lizard. They're going to be sorely disappointed. Was that his name on Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> that was a Breaking Bad character. Oh, okay. I never got around to seeing that. Is that any good? By the way, Fargo was so fucking amazing. Fargo <laughs> is far better than the Yellow King show. And I'm going to say it's better than The Wire and better than Breaking Bad, even though I haven't seen either one of those two. I still stand by it. I think it's better than Breaking Bad, but I only saw the series finale of Breaking Bad. I just jumped on to watch it. I got more people saying they didn't get prizes from you, and I'm sending it over to you. Okay. Send it to me, please. You're right. Could you forward that to Fez for me? I'm having quite the week, and more good news. I am the current highest bidder on Jared, who's selling his uh, Cleveland Browns fan loyalty on eBay. That link's on the Intero Bank. I am going to win fandom from Jared. He went to Jared. He is Jared. Let's get all our plugs in at the same time. Anything else to plug, then? Nope, not at the moment. Um, Jeffrey Gurian is coming in with a big surprise guest for you guys. Big surprise guest. Good, I love surprises. I will only say this. Uh, we mentioned The Wire. We mentioned Breaking Bad. We mentioned Fargo. But what was the show that started the golden age of TV? What would you say, Shelby? Hmm, would that be Deadwood? No, you idiot. Deadwood only lasted a season and a half. Chris Stanley? The Golden Age of TV was started by HBO's own Sopranos. Beauty. And I can't believe how quick you were on Stuffed Animal. It's like maybe you peaked. I did not. The, the, the thing was closed. It was totally closed. <laughs> and shot. I didn't tell you in advance? No, you did not. I wanted to kill you when you said Stuffed Animal on the second fucking thing. I'm like, this prick is peaking again. I, I, it was 
was it was taped shut. I swear to Christ. Well, you put that uh, Barney through some shit over the years, huh? He's not holding it either. He just has it leaned against a 360 like it's going to fucking hit something. Your dad was telling me a lot of stories about you, a lot of touching stories about when you were little. Yes. You weren't well, huh? You had a lot of sickness? Yeah, sure. What was the big sickness, the cancer? Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as I know. That's when your dad said we thought we were going to lose him. So then I tried to do the joke, too bad you didn't. And then didn't get a laugh. And I go, by that, I'm just saying, I go, this is what I'm doing right now is dark humor. Um, all right, up on the iBang is a thing that they do, and it's kind of tied in with the Brian uh, uh, Cranston called, on second thought, it was great. Six films that got pulled out of the trash for quick cash. Now, this is what they do. If they have someone before they hit big, if there's like, if you had Jennifer Lawrence when she was 17 and you did a shitty movie with her, after she becomes Hunger Games, you try to re release the film acting like she's the star. If you know any of these, if you've ever rented a film thinking it's about someone and it wasn't, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866. Ron Zero Fez. Um, we had Jesse Eisenberg in this week, and in 2010, they put out a movie called Camp Hell uh, that he was only in briefly. He did as a favor for the producer, but because it came out the same year as the social network, they put out this movie with him on the cover <laughs> uh, and his scenes are under eight minutes. That's ridiculous. Um, this is one that was big that I believe Robin Williams even went on TV and tried to say to people, I wasn't in it. In 1977, he'd done this uh, small movie uh, called Can I Do It Do I Need Glasses? Uh, and then they re-released it in 1980, after he became Mork and put him on the cover of the box and tried to get his fans to show up. I didn't know this one at all, though. Uh, Orgasmo, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, is something that they had done early on. And then it came out after they were big with South Park. Yeah, they, all right, so so they were like bouncing around Hollywood for a while, right? They were just trying to get any kind of work. So eventually they get South Park in like August of like 97. South Park kids immediately just blew up everywhere. Literally a month later, Orgasm got released cuz it was just sitting on the shelf. They they did it, they made the movie. South Park was almost a hit before it came out. I remember reading stuff like, you're not going to believe this, and telling the whole story about how these guys had made this, it was like a Christmas card videotape for some producer that everyone passed around and thought was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, before the internet. It just got passed around like in the Pre late the 90s. internet, yeah. People would actually mail tapes to each other. Um, I love this kind of shit, because it just goes to show what pricks and animals. Awful people. You're trying to make money. And you're like, it's not like the guy isn't in it. And really, what does it cost people? 
You see this a lot with act- rental with actresses too, where they're in like these B movies and they have like a topless scene. You know, they just want to pay rent, and then who's that happened to? I believe that happened to Rachel McAdams. She was in some like in the ocean, some topless scene, and now she wants to be a respected actor. Happened let me like say, let me say her fifteen years ago, even before like the Notebook and all that. Of course, it's going to happen before the Notebook. Oh, there it is. I have no idea this existed. She's great in this movie. It's the best, best thing she's done. What's it called? Uh, Rachel McAdams, Titties on a Beach, Part 2. Not- what is it called, Shelby? Why do you got to be an animal with us? <laughs> I didn't see the movie. I knew she was just topless Well, you're topless the one who brought it. it up. My name is Tonino. No, Chris, I'm going to get into your new name change later. <laughs> but what is the movie we're talking about here? My name is Tonino. And then uh, Eva Mendez, I think she was in one of those Children of the Corn movies, too. Like the fourth one, not even like the original. What happened to those children? Were they in corn? Yeah, they, it turned out they it was just there? a band. It was just a band the whole time. With the K backwards? Yeah. They're going to get sued by them. Uh, I never saw this one. Will Ferrell was in a movie called Men Seeking Women that was put out in a film festival two years after he joined SNL but then was re-released in 2003 after Old School. (laughs) Put the trailer on. I want to take a look at this trailer. Men Seeking Women. Here we go. Three lonely friends. I, I can't believe we spent our second birthday in a row getting rejected. A third. Remember Cabo? Who knew they were men? Searching for a single solution. The winner is the first person who gets a girlfriend and lives with her for three months. That seems like a really bad idea. Willing to do anything. Hi, uh, this is Nick. Here's uh, Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, didn't they go back and try and make Renee Zellweger the main star of Empire Records after she hit big? I didn't even remember that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, even though she was like, you know, literally in the movie for 15 minutes, but they tried to push her as the, uh, the big shit. I never... I remember back then, I used to get her confused... And with the girl from Mallrats. Joey Lauren Adams? Yeah. Yep. Who I, I always found to be adorable. <laughs> and cat-like. Yeah. She yep. was like a kitten. Like a little pussycat that would climb around on you. I was obsessed with her. I was obsessed with her. I was, Were you really? Yeah. I, I was like, I need to see every movie with her. Thank you, Kevin Smith, for putting this woman in my life. I just, I was, obs- I couldn't get, was I thought she was the, the hottest thing. Was that the first movie she did? Oh, look. I, it's, that's the first time I ever remember seeing her. When she's in the in the fucking. Uh, what about the Pauly Shore movie where he was inside a, a fucking globe or something? Biodome. Thank you. <laughs> you don't know the uh, the other movie, but you throw out Biodome, <laughs> right, Barney Barn? Barn in the house. She was in Coneheads and the program. And All Days before. Of, yeah, and Days of Confused. But uh, Mallrats is her big thing. And uh, she was also in Big Daddy. She was the girlfriend in Big Daddy. Yeah, but that came late. Yeah. But Amal Rats was the first where she actually had a real role. She's kind of a disappearing comedy girlfriend. She was with a couple big stars, too. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run and Fez show. 
Hi, Ronnie. Hey, you remember Logan's Run, that horrible sci-fi movie in the 70s? Um, yeah. Sarah Foster had, like, one scene in it, and, like, then Charlie's Angels blew up, so they pushed it really hard, and I don't like sci-fi, but I really hated that movie. He just It was horrible, but, like, it was like, oh, Farrah's in it. He was, like, some hairstylist or something, and disappeared before the first reel. <laughs> Bernard, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, yeah, what's up? Remember, um... Remember the movie, Your Second Decision, with Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal? That yeah. He was only in there for like 10 minutes. That but was see, it. I think that was supposed to be, like, that was after Steven Seagal was already a star. And I thought think the point was supposed to be like, oh, don't worry about the president. An action star will fucking save him. And then they killed the action star. That blew my mind, dude, when that went down. I had one that even got me more. Uh, that shark movie, remember Blue something? Oh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> right in the middle of the speech. I love that fucking scene. It's great. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> and I think I let out a yelp <laughs> watching it on TV. No! Yeah. That fucking Fargo or something. Did you watch last night? Yeah, I watched it. I'm, I'm so happy that I've ca I caught up everything. I'm, I'm all caught up. Shelby, you caught up? Saw the first 38 minutes. Well, who can stop? You and Barney had need a nap? It was uh, buffering issues. Ah. <laughs> Watley, what about you? I need to watch last night's episode to get caught up. Mm. You know, you never even talked about the Yellow King, but you thought about the ending of it. Boring, boring. I, I, I almost turned it off midway in the first ten minutes when they when they figured out how who he was by thinking that he had fucking green paint on his ears. I just started cursing and fucking yelling. This is what I fucking waited a month for. I'm a fucking moron. Uh, Dylan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, yeah, I remember the uh, Woody Harrell. Uh, uh, was it um, Renee Zellweger and um, Matthew McConaughey were in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: Next Generation. And they, they re-released re that after, uh, like, uh, Jerry Maguire and, and uh, I think, uh, A Time to Kill. That's really funny. I did not know that one. I had, yeah, I have no idea. Right there, right there on the cover. I saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I saw that in a drive-in like a fucking gentleman. That's nice. Yeah, thank you. That's nice. I just saw it on a computer screen. Like a dick. You just said pooter screen. Pooter? Oh, I'm, f I'm the worst. Hey, they were doing Bill's Burgers outside at 30 Rock when I went by today. Like, they were setting up and grilling outside. What, cheeseburger? Well, yeah, there's like a little food court out there. But you never get like a real good barbecued fucking burger in the city. You know, like an outdoor one. Yeah. If there was a pool you could dive into, it would be fucking amazing. Do, 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 do. Let's um, let's go over to Don in Nebraska. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, Chris, you lying cocksucker! You said you went straight home and went straight home, went straight to bed. Now, how can you watch that? I watch it this morning, dude. I fucking I went home, went straight to sleep, fucking woke up at six in the morning. Wait, hold on. You gotta get your fucking life straight, brother. You yeah, you ought to get your life straight, Chris. Because a, you said you didn't even have time to shower. Now Whoa. b, you got an hour to fucking sit down and watch Fargo. I watched it here. We're caught in an inception here. 
Which is, what is the truth? When did you sleep? When did you shower? Jesus Christ, he's all over you. <laughs> I don't sleep and I don't shower. So you sit here at work and watch TV shows? Sometimes, yeah. In the morning? Yeah. I, I've, I've been, the last like fucking two weeks, I've been waking up at six in the morning, just like waking up, and I can't go back to sleep. It's fucking weird. So you just come here, have a cup of coffee, and watch fucking... I don't, I don't drink coffee. You have a beer. <laughs> and vape a little fucking hash oil. <laughs> no. Watch the Big Bang Theory. Catch up on that. Uh, Mario said, Fez is a liar. He's losing the auction. Fez doesn't know what he's saying. I was winning it when I was bragging about it. Uh, Hospice Satisfaction starring... Uh, Justine Bateman uh, featured a young Julia Roberts. I think they changed the name and put it out again. Yes, they called it Pretty Woman 2. Does she go back to becoming a hooker? That'd be great. Yeah. And she decides she really wants to be with Rapey George. <laughs> She's like really turned on by him. We all were. On second thought, fuck gear. Oh. Richard. Oh. Yeah. I thought you said, it's time for me to put on my fuck gear. <laughs> Drop it in the third for my fuck gear. What else were we fucking... I wanted to get something to you guys. I can't think before our guest gets here. Something was fucking bugging me I wanted to bring up with you guys. Something we need to straighten out. Why is there still Blondie pictures up? That's just going. If you you can go through all the, po the pictures that have been posted on the on the Twitter account. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why did we put up a Blondie picture from years ago? That's what. That's a picture with Hard Rock Johnny that we that we retweeted. I didn't even know about this. He was eight years Johnny old. Johnny was fucking adorable. <laughs> Hanging out with Blondie in some living room, living the life. I guess that's when they were having an affair. <laughs> it was at Mrs. Ken's house in Hawthorne, New Jersey. Mrs. Ken always had great guests. <laughs> um, you'd have to move down hard, Rock Johnny, as we bring in our next guest. She's uh, got a brand new band out called Blondie. People used to just call her Blondie. Isn't that weird? That would be like someone just calling George Harrison Beetle. <laughs> Beetle's here. I'm in the Beatles, not Beetle. I called her Blondie for a while before I realized, wait, it's Deborah Harry. I'm a moron. You used to call Johnny Rotten Sex Pistol? Yeah. And there's Joe Strummer, a.k.a. Clash. Do you ever call yourself fucking Dave's bag boy? No. <laughs> hey, uh... Fez, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get together with Michelle. Lunch... Just me and Tim Sabian early next week. Okay, we'll do. I like this new fucking Fez. Now I see what Dave has in Chris Stanley. A fucking bag boy. Willing to have that bag on his shoulder with everything in it. I'm no bag boy. Consider yourself already sitting down at lunch with him. It's true, Chris. You're not. You're not a detail guy. You're a retail guy. And work out something where you hook up Dave uh, lunch. Talk to his bag boy, Chris. I want to get together with Dave. I've been trying to do this for a while now. Do you guys record last night? 
Yeah, we record last night. That would have been the perfect night, right? Yeah, stupid of me. No, 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 don't worry about it. Fez is on it now. I got it. Looks like Turkey's having some problems. Um, remember something else I got to talk to you about off the air, Fez? Okay. A little problemo that you got to put a fix to. I'm your fixer. I'm going to do this. Well, this is... I don't even know what it is. I got to fix. This you fixing your own thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we, were, we run into troubles. Why? What's wrong, Fez? The Advice Show. Fez, one thing you can check on me. How long is the Bill Burgers going to be outside for? I'll find out. Good. Thank you. Come on in, darling. It's Michelle. How are you? You have to go through my bag boy, Fez, for that. Fez? Let me check on Monday. He's doing all my stuff for me now. He's really great. Could you hurry it up? Yep. <laughs> I'm new at this job. This is good. I, f- I feel like I'm watching Riot. No. Let's talk about Riot. You Did you watch it last night? I did. I only caught the end with the, the army walking up the hill. Um, the amount of money they poured into that fucking piece of shit, yeah. which I wanted to love so bad. Because you're an improv person. I am an improviser. Uh-huh. That's what we're called. I didn't know that. I thought you were called improvers. We improvise it. Yeah. Um, they they could have just, just fucking done long form. What's long form? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. What they did last night was called short form. So yeah. it was a bunch of games. With a lot of props, which you don't really need, and a lot of sets, and it was terrible. Would you improvise with me? Could we do a scene here together? Would that be a yes, problem? Yes, and what would you like to do? Um, wait, wait, wait. How, how do they Fez? Work? Yes. H- yeah. How's Monday going? Monday's good. What was the time on that? We didn't have a time. M- let's do Monday Should- at four. Why not do it during the show? That's not a lunch. Yeah, that's not a lunch. It's a dinner, Fez. You want before the show? That seems a little brunchy and or breakfast even. Well, I... I, I Brunch on a Monday. Brunch seems like a good time for anybody. Yeah. You know why? You can have bacon or a sandwich. Or, or both. Is there a, a good breakfast place around here, Fez? Um, could he do it at 11 o'clock? You know, he could. Okay, that would be perfect. All right, 11 o'clock on May 19th. Delicious. Well, you got to figure out where the place is. And we'll find All a right, place. Now, also give us two characters in a place that we're at. We're going to improve. Im- improvise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ron, you are a vacuum cleaner salesman. That's weird. You suck. Uh, see, you set me up. Fez. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Now everyone's laughing at me instead of with me. Michelle, you are a hairdresser. Mm. And you're at the circus. A location. Thank you. Oh, that's a location. Um, so I see that you brought your vacuum cleaner to the circus today. Is it too many nuts? Uh, I didn't want to say anything about this, but I have AIDS. Oh, you, we have you. Yeah. Sorry, Shelby. That's uh, it. That's all. I'm also starting to lose my sight from it, I think. Okay. 
Should we do this in the dark? Help me. You know, that that in the dark thing, that was, l- is, I think it's going to be fantastic. That's going to be fantastic. What happened on Riot, though, in the dark? Not fantastic. Oh, they did it in the dark, mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Louis <laughs> yes. Gomez is going to have his heart broken. Oh, uh, no. If he can do it, all he has Gomez, to do is do it better. Gomez, more like went mess. <laughs> Improv. <laughs> that's, that's just punning. Um, is it 11 o'clock too early, you think, for Tim? Um, you know, I can make anything work. Yeah. We'll go to the diner. What diner you go to? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, just write it down for me. I'll write it on. Because I have a couple good ones. Oh, do you have, really? Yeah. Right around here? Uh, a couple blocks from here. Oh, you really want me to write it down? I yeah. Give him some information. Because I okay. can't, you know what I mean? The thing is, well, I, was, you know. I know that Tim's from the Midwest, and they don't... He likes those farmer's daughters. Yeah. They don't have the same kind of dinery thing that we have. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Not good. Shelby, I'm not. Did you see what Shelby's dad sent me today for him? No, I missed. Go ahead and grab it. This is came off of Shelby's bed from when he was a little boy until he was 18. No, I no, love and he you. Thought he Hold on to it so she can see. Like when you hugged it to sleep, he used to sleep with it. Pete sent that to me. And Your said, dad hates you. Well, he said he goes, "Would you do me a favor and humiliate him on the air with this?" Jesus Christ! What's going on with Gurian? Uh, we're going to go get him right now. He is oh, they're real- down there? Oh, there's a picture? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, he was the 2 o'clock uh, get. Oh. That's, All right, that's I'll go really get him cute. now. I thought you knew about that. No, how he's, would I know? He's he's watching Dolly. Chris was, uh, Chris was writing it up to tell you. Fez, why, why, Chris, how many times do you have to say don't write things up? Just tell me. But we wrote down, you made me write down that. Well, you didn't want anyone to know about everything. Well, no. Well, you just, ah, rape. Good. I'm glad because you don't want to go to this place. Really? Is there yeah. better? So much better. But right here. like. Oh, so no, I thought you meant in Jersey. <laughs> I could say that the diner capital of the world. Well, it is. We Oh, the diner right by my house had a murderer guy. Not a, what's a, what's a, he had a hit out? Did you yeah, guys okay. read that No, story? like the Italian thing? Yeah, it was like Like a Sopranos? Uh, yeah, he had a hit out. They got caught, and that was my diner. Um Put your finger in there. This is an improv. Put your finger in this. I trust exercise. Yeah. No. Look. Uh, oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. No. I'm not cleaning that up. Oof. Oof. I have no fear. You know why? Because you've been... Oh, nice banners. Yeah, you love the new banners? I love the new banners. Yeah, people can see them if they go look at the Shelby picture. That Shelby picture makes me want to love Shelby more than I already do. You don't think it's weird with the glasses and the the Fez mustache and all that? It looks okay? I love it. Not I too was, nuts? I was a big advocate of that. I know. I'm just trying to you bring it out. with for, me? Oh. Not bring it up like the listeners have to fight oh. for it. You know, like I say things are negative. And then I go, no, Ron, they're great. Oh, right, because carnies and, and, and rut kisses. No, rubes. Rubes. Carnies and rubes. So what did these Italians do, these dirty, greasy Italians? They tried to He wanted have, to kill somebody yeah. at the TikTok diner. Oh, I know the TikTok. Yeah. Now, does every Italian murder... Happen in, in my neighborhood? I mean, but do they all just kill each other? Is it, are they ruining Jersey for you? No, I, I moved there because I was in Bed Stuy where I saw. Well, what kind of people murder. do these murders? Um, what kind of people? Yeah. Hitman. Hitman. Well, Jeffrey Garion is here right now, and look who wow. we brought with. Oh. Wow. We always play this music. Jump around. Yeah, my music. 
Jeffrey Garvin, who do you have with you today? I got a very special guest to me today. Uh, my guest today proves that you don't have to be a stand-up comic to be funny. Mm -hmm. And I like bringing in, you know, most of the time I bring in well-known comedians. But right. today I'm bringing in one of my favorite actors from one of my favorite shows of all time, The Sopranos. Steve Sharip is in the house. Nice to see you. What's up, Steve? How's everybody? Steve, we were just hearing about a Jersey hit. At the TikTok diner. Oh, the 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 uh, the Greek guy. Yeah. The brother-in-law, right? Right. Brother-in-law. It's a terrible story. He had right. nothing to do with it. Are you sure, Steve? He the had tic nothing. The, the TikTok diner. There's one here in the city too, right? I don't think there's it's, a TikTok. Yeah. Is there? It's one uh, across from the garden. On, now uh, I feel like I got to go there because Eighth Avenue. It's the same yeah. family. Okay. TikTok diner. Oh yeah. You got your own uh, tomato My sauce. My own uh, sauce, all organic, gluten-free, kosher. Yeah. It is great. Uncle Steve's. Can I add gluten if I want to get don't a little want gluten. You, don't, you don't need gluten. I don't even know what it is. Uh, you you know what? I, I've been doing the gluten-free thing, and I yeah. actually lost weight. Do you feel good, though? Do you feel uh, yeah, I do feel better. I mean, it's the proteins in the wheat. That's what it is. Okay. You know, I'm not allergic, so I'm not one of them guys right. that suddenly became allergic. A couple friends of mine lost some weight just by not eating any wheat. It kept gluten-free bread, gluten-free pasta, and yeah. it's worked a little. I've I've knocked off some pounds. That's fantastic. And it tastes good. Yeah, it's fine. Now, you say his Steve's comedy background is extensive. Well, you know, I I started out booking comics in right. Vegas. I was the entertainment director in Vegas. Yeah. So I was in the comedy world. I booked a lot of stuff. I had an agency at one time in mm -hmm. Vegas, and that's where I started, uh, you know, that's how I started acting. Some of the comics put me in some of their, uh, you know, sketches and right. little movies, and, and that's uh, how I started. But I, I never did stand-up. I've never attempted to do stand-up. But I right. saw him recently. He hosted Access TV's Gotham Comedy Live, yeah. and he killed it. He had a lot of a lot of people were there to see him. The audience went crazy of when he came they went out. Crazy, you know. Uh, you know. Look, the thing about what comedy, you know, you can't like this. Some some guys out there have tried. All of a sudden, they become a comic. You can't right. just become a comic. You right. know, you can't say you can't act like a comic. You know, it takes years and years. You have respect for it, though. Oh, absolutely. Very yeah. one of the most underrated art forms. I would agree with stand up that. comedy. Not easy thing to do. But see, here's the thing about you, and I always remember this from the Sopranos. You could get you're one of those guys. You could get a laugh with a look. You know what I mean? And that's really. I don't know whether that's a gift yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I was around those comics for years. I kind of yeah. understand the timing of it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm a pretty uh, personable guy, you know? So I've done a whole bunch of com comedy-related stuff. I was a... a Correspondent for Leno, over uh -huh. forty something things for Leno. I've uh, I hosted all kinds of stuff, and even this show that I have now on Investigation Discovery, it's even comedy kind of driven. Right. You know, it's it's funny, it's quirky. You know, uh, what exactly do you do on that show? Well, the show is uh, it's called Calm as a Bitch, mm -hmm. and it's our second season. I created it, I'm exec producing it, and I host it. It's on Thursday nights at Investigation Discovery, eight o'clock, and it's about revenge it's about people who have been burned right and they say you know what i'm not taking it anymore mm -hmm. and they find very creative ways to get back <laughs> at people that have burned them and no no murder no right. violence it's nothing like that and, and investigation discovery i don't know if you've seen the network it's a heavy uh, heavy murder, heavy darkness, heavy you know right. violence, and this show is nothing like that. It's like uh, this guy's uh, the wife walked out. Like tomorrow's episode, this guy's wife walked out on him after twelve years. 
Mm-hmm. The guy's heartbroken. All she leaves is the wedding dress. Seriously. She yeah. takes everything. He finds 101 ways uses for the wedding dress. He flosses his teeth with it. He changes his oil. He tows a car with it. And uh, he got a book deal. And he met a new wife. And his life is good. Yeah. It worked out. So, you know, it's stories like that. You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we shoot it up in Canada. And uh, it's our second season. Ratings are great. Revenge is, yeah, revenge is a weird thing because I know Jersey believes in revenge. It's people from Jersey, cold. yeah, people from Jersey will always say, "I'll going to get even with that guy." He won't even know it. Where I come from, I'm just like he's dead to me. You know That's what I mean? Dead. Like oh. he's out of my life. I'm more I don't like care. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give you shit. You want to get a hold of me later? No, I don't have time for you. I- I, I I agree with you. I, yeah. At some point, I'm just that's it. We're done. Forget you. Right. Forget you ever met me. You right. know what I mean? I remember years ago when I was booking acts in Vegas. You know, guys would piss me off. I would say it was the old days. Yeah. I would say, get your Rolodex, get my card, <laughs> rip it up now. <laughs> Who were some of the comics you brought in there? I brought in, well, first of all, I was there from 1986. Right. So uh, at the time, Headline is in the club mm-hmm. uh, was uh, Bill Maher and uh, Ellen and Rosie O'Donnell and, uh, you know, just regular Keenan Waynes, you yeah. know. And then what happened was in when I became the boss in 95, I started bringing comics to the big room. We had a thousand seater. And these are guys that never worked. The big room before. Right. And we had Jeff Dunham, Ray Romano, Kevin James, David Spade, uh, George Wallace, uh, George Lopez, and Carlos Mencia together. uh, Drew Carey, uh, uh, Dennis Leary, uh, Gilbert. So uh, you were kind Cat. of bringing in a whole new generation. Yeah, of exactly. You know, so these are guys that were bigger than the club. Right. They had outgrown the club, but Vegas wasn't that aware of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. weren't that aware of them. So what I would do, uh, D.O. Ugly, I mean, yeah. all these guys, uh, Damon Waynes. So all these guys, I took a shot, and we would work door deals with a lot of them, yeah. you know? And uh, you get a shot to headline the big room. All I ask is that, all I ask, you Give me a second shot. Because if you do well, Caesar's Palace is going to steal you from me. Right. And that's exactly what happened. You know, I was working on a low budget and, uh, you know, relationships with these guys. And every comic, except for David Spade, came back. <laughs> every right? single comic. Yeah. You know, they said, just give me a shot. Paulie Shaw, when he was yeah. hot. I mean, you know, all these, uh, Brett Butler. After she had screwed up, we gave a comeback thing. And yeah. Jackie Martling used to uh, wow, be a right. big draw for me. He used to come on the weekends, Jackie. You know. Yeah, he's uh, he stops in here all the time. He's yeah. still he's still yeah, right. He's, he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, you know? he is. He, and he, he, one time I had an opening act for him. His his fans were so insane. They started booing the guy. Really? I had this yeah. uh, comic, uh, Bruce Clark. The guy didn't say a word. They were booing him. <laughs> I mean, and he I'm said, and yeah, he's going. Mean. I don't give a shit. I ain't, I ain't leaving the stage. They were <laughs> Well, if you do your time, they got to pay you. There's always the smart move. They yeah. just wanted, you know, they, they were the crazy, stern fans now, from those days. What happened with David Spade? He, I, you know, I don't he know. If it, I don't know if it was the agent. Yeah, he jumped, yeah. and he's still playing out there. He's playing at, yeah. uh, you know, Not all in these your guys. Rolodex anymore, no, he's though. done. No, no, yeah. Well, he's ripped up. Pretty much done. But <laughs> I, everybody, everybody kept their word, and That's I understood. Good. You know, like 
Kevin James and I was at the Mirage, Ray Romano's right. at the Mirage, and, and it happened right after that, because once they saw, hey, if they're drawing a thousand people at the Riviera, yeah. what would they draw for us, a newer hotel, a better hotel? You know? I saw this thing about Vegas, though, that they're getting more DJs now yeah. than any kind of Big live money. acts. Big money. Yeah, they pay these guys... Hundreds of thousands. Some of hundreds like of thousands. grand a night. Yeah, yeah more sure. than that. To spin records. Mm-hmm. Well, Amazing. the clubs... What happened in Vegas, I lived there for 20 yeah. something years, you know. What's happened there, first of all, it looks like uh, the Vegas Strip looks like Times Square. One giant Times Square. It's, yeah. ho- it's horrible. You know? Yeah. So the, Times Square. You, you got, exactly. You know, yeah. you got the M&M's, you got the giant yeah. Coke bottle, you know. What the big thing there is the clubs. Now, now, that's even surpassed the gambling. I mean, they pay. Hundred hundred fifty dollars to get into the club. They pay four hundred dollars for a bottle of vodka that you could buy for, yeah. you know, thirty five dollars. Right. And it's all about the clubs. That's what day clubs by the pool. Yeah. Nightclubs. That's clubs what it's all based thing, on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and a lot of the most of the places in Vegas, it's pay to play. It's no longer Caesar's Palace high as you, right. uh, you know, you're four times a year, you're four-wall and everything. Everybody, yeah. So anybody with a few bucks and, uh, you know, a magician's hat, you know, suddenly <laughs> is, uh, is a strip that? headliner. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. and, and the guys that are wealthy, there's hypnotists and certainly people that wouldn't have been there 30 years ago right. are now Vegas headliners. And they sublet the room and they pay rent and they have to pay off the ticket broker people and they sell tickets. You yeah. know, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's and changed. Com- comedy now is all over the place there because it's so cheap to produce. Right. You can just put a guy up. A microphone it, yeah. and, and a with, stool. And, uh, with the Wayne Newton show, you got to have real professional people. You have uh, lighting musicians and, and, yeah. and union and this and yeah. teams. Just, I mean, seriously, you, you, you have a guy opens. I think uh, Kevin James, Ray Romano, they both use comics to open for them. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, years ago. It was a singer, right? Yeah, years ago, a singer would open. Never would do two comics back to back. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, now, Rickles, when he still plays there, which is not that often, he'll use a singer. Yeah. But most of the time, that's it. You know, I saw Rickles years ago, and it was like Jerry Vale, and there was a full orchestra. Like, literally, yeah. like it was 1950. 36 piece, absolutely. Yeah, just, and I'm like, what the hell is this costing? They you know? can no longer they can no longer afford to do that. And, yeah. and years ago, Vegas when they had their production shows got rid of live music and they had canned yeah. music and that was a big deal and they really knocked the crap out of everybody there. You know, it's it's very difficult to make uh, a living as a musician in Vegas now. Well, that's something. You know, man. It's where, where, where at one point everyone would be there. You know, uh, I was talking to my buddy. I was in Vegas for a charity thing. He's got a band. He told me that. Maybe two hundred a night, uh, a musician will make. Wow! Uh, you know, if he's in a show, maybe two hundred a night, two fifty. He told me one. This guy Terry Fader was paying three hundred. Some cats are paying a hundred dollars. Jesus! I mean, you make it. You know, six hundred dollars a week. I mean, you know, you can, you know. And even there's no more lounges. There was, you know, the lounge. Oh, that the lounge, lounge that would grow? That's yeah. non-existent. Now they have turned them into nightclubs. They put slot machines. That doesn't exist. You know, when I was booking the Riv, I had a budget like $2 million for the lounge. We had music from 3 in the afternoon to 4 in the morning. Sure. Wow. You know, and all that is gone. 
I mean, so all these guys are struggling. These musicians are, got real estate licenses, and you know they're, they're, they're gone. What's the best Vegas act you've ever seen in your life? If you really just say, this made me just feel like I'm in Vegas. A big act? Yeah. Who I used to love, believe it or not, yeah. Johnny Mattis puts on an yeah. incredible show. He comes out, he would come out with a white dinner jacket yeah. with a 36-piece orchestra, strings, the whole thing. He would sing a few songs, then bring the comic on. Mm -hmm. He used Gary Muldeer. You know, Gary yeah, Muldeer, yeah, sure. and he had a woman for years, and then he comes back out and, and, and sings later. It's like a variety show. It, 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 fantastic. I saw Sinatra a bunch of times. Wow. You know, uh, I, I got to Vegas in 79. He was still playing Caesars. I saw him at Caesars, saw him at the Desert Inn. Always great. Uh -huh. uh, saw Sammy Davis. Uh, mm -hmm. Believe it or not, Sammy Davis, half full. Really? Caesar's really? Palace. Wow. I mean, it was. Sad. Was that when he played with Jerry Lewis? Was Jerry Lewis? No, there? no, he was by himself. He was by together. himself. It was the first time that they had ever done that. Singers very often put on amazing shows. Engelbert Humperdinck used to put on an Tom Jones show. Tom Jones. Tom yeah. Jones puts Tom on Jones. an incredible I, show. I went yeah. to see Tom Jones in the nineties, and it was a bunch of us, and we. Thought we were going as a, an ironic Vegas joke, like let's go yeah. see it. And, and you enjoyed he, it, right? Great show. I'm telling you, blew the roof. <laughs> he's got the backup singers. He's got the horn the section. The band was unbelievable, yeah. and I'm like, Tom Jones is one of the great soul singers Absol of all time. Absolutely. And women are still throwing panties at him. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> only, you, only they're much bigger panties. <laughs> I depends, but if, if I, and I'm not even kidding. I would almost compare it with like a Van Morrison show. Yeah, wow. it was so soulful. And his voice was amazing. I saw amazing. I saw Van Morrison play like in a lounge. Really, he was playing at night, mm -hmm. uh, like a concert. And you know, he's yeah. you know he's crazy. You know, yeah. and uh, and he just it was like 150 ahead, and there was like maybe 200 people there. It was like in the lounge at five <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. He must have decided he wanted more money, <laughs> right? I'm and it was absurd. Uh, Sam Butera, who was with uh, Louis Prima for years, sure, Louis and Keely Smith, yeah, Louis yeah. Prima's ex-wife, they got together for a while mm -hmm. in the '90s, and they were killing the lounge. You know, packing them. Well, in. Louis Prima is like the most famous lounge act lounge act ever, ever. And, and Rickles was too. Yeah, Rickles, Rickles played the Sahara. You know, you know, a buddy of mine was telling me Rickles' show would start at five a.m. One of the shows. Wow! wow. He played that's, three. Imagine that. Yeah, five a.m. to start. To God. start, you know. We must be such pussies today. Yeah, you yeah know absolutely. I mean? just, those guys changed, went to man. Vegas in the old days. Uh, well, you, the guy that you brought in here, Shecky Green, was one of the biggest Vegas acts absolutely. Of, all of, time. of all time. He put Vegas on the map. I, I, right? I actually, I worked, uh, I worked with Shecky, and he was a very nice man. But mm -hmm. then he just had the big thing at the Friars, right? Right. Yeah, it was yeah, a big yeah. to do. He came in here a little. But after he, that. he got. Uh, uh, I think he's got bad stage fright. Yeah, he's, he did. Was he telling yeah, us he about was very that. open about that. He, he discussed it. It kept him off the stage for years. Yeah. He said the weirdest thing. He, said he, like said years. he would start behind the the, the oh, curtain. He would, yeah, he, he would do yeah, his impressions yes. for a while, and people would be laughing. He would just keep going until he felt okay, and then he would walk out. Very, he kept the curtain odd. down yeah. on the stage. We, we did a thing. I'll tell you what I did with him. Yeah. Remember Meshach Taylor? Remember that sure. guy? I remember. He's was he on Designing Women? Designing Women. Okay. So he was doing a pilot for a talk show. And this is way before The Sopranos. I just started acting. Yeah. They hired me to drive the car. Mm -hmm. And there was some bit where I was driving this red 
convertible. It's 110 degrees. Uh-huh. Uh, Shecky's in the front seat with me, <laughs> cracking jokes, you know. Yeah. And he was great. There was a Wayne Newton impersonator that was sweating so bad that he, he colored his hair in. <laughs> like, you know, like he was like bald up here, but he colored it in. He was sweating in the back. Then he got a napkin, so he's got all white <laughs> linen on the thing. <laughs> we pick up. It was, it was, uh, it was insane. <laughs> it was very surreal, but Shecky was very, very nice guy, you know. You you, uh, you've seen so much, though, from being there for so many years. Yeah, you know, it was great. You know, there was a time when, I, you know, especially I moved there young. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. You know, I got to meet all kinds of people. You know, I was a bouncer for a while at Paul Anker's Club. Wow. That was my first, like, real job. Yeah. OJ and you all and these. Danny Aiello. All these guys. Yeah, you know, all these guys would come in, and that was one of my first yeah. jobs. I worked for, for Paul and his father. Then I made it into the hotels, and... You know, it was a good time. You know, uh, Red Fox, go mm-hmm. see him at 2 a.m. He would start at 2 a.m. He was broke. And he would get over the microphone, and on the way out, he would say, leave a buck for good luck. <laughs> leave a buck for good luck. He had a bucket. He yeah. was trying to pay the taxes off. Yeah. And uh, he was around a lot, and uh, Slappy White was around. Wow, and, Slappy White. That's and all these wow, guys, that's yeah, you know, all these guys, Slappy White. I'll tell you who I had a problem with. Uh, in the club, Soupy Sales. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. uh, when I you, you know when I was younger, I grew up here in Brooklyn. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn. Soupy Sales was three. He was the Barney right, of his yeah, time. He was right? Hero in those days. And sure, come yeah. home from school at three o'clock or whatever, and you watch right. Soupy. So you watch Soupy Sales and the thing. Well, he, I booked him at the club, and he was impossible. Beyond impossible. Yeah. And he was going down the strip with the PR guy, and he was going, there's no one in town. Tom Jones, just, I'm the biggest name in town. <laughs> yeah. We thought he was joking. And he, he, he drew nothing, and he was mean and nasty and yelling at everyone. And I, it was, I, I had booked him in Florida, and it was the same thing of, like, we're going to get soupy sales in. And it was so dead in there. Yeah. And I go in the back, and he had, like, turned the office into a dressing room. Like, he had brought a mirror with stuff there, and he was in his boxer shorts. And because uh, he didn't want to walk out in front of the audience, and he actually pissed in an ice bucket so he didn't have to oh, walk geez. out. Yeah, David Fry used yeah. to do that. Remember David Fry? Yeah, sure. He, used to do that. he pissed in there. He had some <laughs> weird thing. Yeah. I had to get him ice. He was pissing <laughs> in the ice bucket. He got so drunk. Uh, David Fry was a nice guy. He he did the Nixon thing. The Nixon right, thing. Yeah. And when Nixon well, he actually, was in office, he lost his career. That's right. He actually opened for Sinatra wow. at Caesar's Palace. And he was almost a co-headliner. You know, he was, was that uh, big. He was big, making twenty five thousand a week. He was a trust fund guy. Uh, he died a few years ago. He lived in Vegas. He was a horrible, yeah. horrible alcoholic. And he worked the show. He hadn't worked in years. We put him on like a weekend only. He did the first show. He did okay. And between shows, he got blasted. Oh man, blasted! And I had to. I had to go on stage and take him off. I wow. had a, wow. I had exactly. in the middle of the act. Jesus. Wow. It was that bad. That Steve Sharippa is in studio with us. His show, Karma's a Bitch. The second season is underway Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Indiv- Investigation Discovery. Fezzi, Steve Sharippa here. Vegas. It's got to be big. I mean, he's got the sauce. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. It's got everything happening. UncleSteve'sNY.com. You can get the sauce. It's be out in Whole Foods soon. With I mean, I'm not saying anything, Fezzi, but it feels like you limped. I mean, we're talking all these big show business stories, and you limped in. The next oh, one you okay. do... 
All nice, right. strong, show big. business. Thank yes, yeah. We need a little music in the background. We need yeah, a little. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, <laughs> An orchestra. Yeah. An orchestra. I mean, this isn't the TikTok diner. We got things. <laughs> Bring in the band. <laughs> here. Speaking of Soupy, do you remember how much trouble he got in for asking kids to send in those green papers yeah. to go into? Well, your that was parents? like in the '60s, right? Probably. Yeah. Go into your parents' drawer and get those green papers and mail them in. That's right. Me. People, yeah. I think that that's my. They might have took them off the air because yeah. of that. did. But, that's what happened. But you know what he did? He brought so much merchandise. He bought Soupy Sale pictures, mm -hmm. and he had Soupy Sale watches, and he had T-shirts. Right. Like hundreds and hundreds. I, I guess he assumed that. It They're was never going to stop. That there, were, there was 50 people there. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. It was sad. I wish I had 50 at my club. It, I actually <laughs> said to him, I go, Saturdays are slow here. For some reason, I'm losing money, and I had to act to yeah. him like, I, you know, it was my fault. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. They're just uh, outside sunning themselves. Yeah, but everyone just stayed away in droves. You know who yeah. still works, Vegas? Uh, Jimmy Walker. Oh, oh JJ. I said, JJ. Jimmy, Not Jimmy, he lives, he lives there. Yeah. He used to work for me a lot. He's a good guy. He's a real good He's guy. He's still out there, you know, grinding it out on the road, you know. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever meet Dick Capri, who opened Oh, I know Dick Capri. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, I know Tom Stu Jones. Stewie Stone, Stewie Stone Dick Capri. Them too, sure. I know all those guys, you know. I mean, uh, I used to use some of them in the club, you right. know. I, I, I liked booking the club because I could take care of some guys that I liked. Right. There was mm -hmm. some comics, Johnny Dark, Kippadada, some of these Kippa older Dada. guys that mm -hmm. weren't getting booked that often and I would always give them a, a yeah. slot or two a year you know what I mean and, mm -hmm. and That's nice. you know it's two show it was two shows a night one time it was three shows a night 21 shows a week Wow. Crazy, crazy. But then that slowed down it was two shows a night and uh, and the riv at the time in the 80s and the 90s, I mean, Sinatra was playing there. Sure. Liza Minnelli was playing there. Uh, I saw Richie Havens open for Liza Minnelli. Wow, that's the weirdest wow. thing I've ever How's heard that? in my life. How's yeah. that? And then my first show that I ever went to in Vegas, I was busted out. I picked up this girl. I had $20, and I met some guy that told me he would comp me. And... Rodney Dangerfield opened for Frankie Valley at the Aladdin. Wow. 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 I left a $10 tip. I gave the matrix. I was busted. <laughs> yeah, was Beautiful good. girl. No yeah. money. <laughs> That's yeah. the beauty, oh, though. And uh, then I like saw that. Dom DeLuise open for Lola Falana. Wow. Yeah. Tom DeLuise open for Lola Falana. So what you amazing went, combination. When you went there. walking away to do acting, you must have missed part of that, right? Well, you know, the thing, it started changing, obviously. You know, Vegas yeah. started really. When I moved there, it was 350,000 people. Right. 1979, 80. You know, completely different city. And then by the time I left, it was 2 million people, you know. Uh, my wife was born there. My kids were born there. Listen, I took a shot with the acting. You know, right. I got the job on the show. I walked away from a good job. I, I, I was a consultant for them for 10 years. I was still booking the club. Is that right? And Chris Rock used to say, you're still fucking around with that? You're still dipping your toe in there? I said, well, they're paying me like 3500 a month. What the hell, man? Sure. I got kids in private school. You sure, know? Yeah. So I, I stayed with it even during that time. Uh, I, was, I was more scared because... Uh, Listen, I had a wife and two kids. I'm 40 years old. I'm going mm -hmm. out there. That's I didn't know if they were going to kill me. Like that. Sure. Right. I didn't know if they were going to kill me off. I mean, I didn't buy a place here uh, until the show ended because I was always afraid that this is it. You know, oh, you the bigger your character. Yeah, the bigger the character got. Yeah. The, the more of a shot. Yeah, the bigger the character got, the more of a shot they're going to kill you.
Yeah. They, they used to build up the characters to kill them because the audience had to be invested. Yeah, we used know? to worry every week. Every, who every week. Kill? Who are they going to kill? Seriously, the buzz was always around. What do you hear? What do you hear? You, you never hear? had any <laughs> idea when it was your time. Huh? No. You every time you're out to watch, what do you hear? I heard something. You hear? You know, I mean, everybody yeah. was tight lipped. Then if you did hear something, you don't want to be the one to say, I heard they're going to kill right. you. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, because yeah. no matter how you look at it, you're out of work. You know, like you had that going, but just think little Steven doesn't know what to tell Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm doing the tour yeah, exactly. or not. <laughs> yeah, right. But that show, it almost kicked off this thing now that TV suddenly got better than movies. And I think it all started mm -hmm. with Especially The HBO. Sopranos. I yeah. think yeah. so, too. Yeah, killing I, think. It. I think. But uh, Showtime, FX, I mean, it's everywhere now. I, I think so. And that's why there's so many. You know, don't forget, years ago, and not that long ago, yeah. movie stars wouldn't do TV. They right. wouldn't hear of it. That was yeah, below exactly. beneath them. Uh, now you've got every, every movie star doing yeah. TV. One, it's better stuff number two it's big money if you you know you get a hit show you know they, they pull up the, the you know the, 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 the truck yeah absolutely mm -hmm. but the you thing know. is if you really look like gandafini to me was bigger than a movie star you know mm -hmm. what i mean like when he did that show yes yeah. that show was so big mm -hmm. where you had rudy giuliani would be like racing cops would take him home <laughs> yeah. to, you know they would race through the yeah. streets to get home in time, mm -hmm. that was really like a Saturday Night Fever. It, it really type was. Show. And, and another thing, you know, yeah. one thing: every Monday morning, yeah, everybody was talking about that. Right, show. everybody. Every, every you know, that we got requests every Monday to do radio. To you know, yeah. I mean, they, they were the publishers would call TV, radio, the Today Show, Good Morning America. They wanted to know, you know, everybody was tuned in, and I don't remember a show. Maybe Breaking no. Bad. I don't, you know. The yeah. Wire, maybe. But you still, know, I don't I, think there was ever a show that had that effect on on people in general. And what was really nice about your character was that you managed to bring humanity to a gangster. Yeah, he you was were a, very close sweet. to your children. He was a softer guy, yeah. which which is very yeah. true because you know you 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 see these guys and and. Look, they're mob guys, they're bad guys. They right. don't just hurt each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, they don't. No, they hurt innocent people. But uh, some of these guys are such dedicated family men. Right. They're at every kid's softball game, right. soccer game. What they do when they walk out of that house is a whole different thing. Yeah. But inside the house, which is why I think was one of the reasons The Sopranos was such a great show. Besides The Godfather, it's the first time you ever saw gangsters in their home. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. They, he's got the same problems as us. Mm -hmm. His kids, the thing, the wife, mm -hmm. they're negative. Before that, what gangsters? They're in the clubs. They're in the strip right. club. They're in the thing. You know, it's always that somewhat glamorous. But this guy was just like, uh, you know, like he could have been a plumber. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. I mean, he he had problems like we all do, and right. I think I think that was really the connection because the audience is going, well, why do you like this guy? He's a murderer. <laughs> I mean, he's a murderer. Yeah. We've seen him kill mm -hmm. numerous times, but yet the audience rooted for Tony Soprano. Well, I think that the way that we identify is that anyone who goes out and like earns for their family does some things that they probably wouldn't have done. 
if they didn't think I've got to do this. You know what I mean? Like you might fire somebody yeah. to protect your job. Yeah, yeah, you might, yeah, yeah. you know, do what you got to do to beat somebody out in sales. And I think that's how we looked at Tony, where you're like, yeah, you know, sort of had to do it. Yeah, you, uh, you, you got to do some things. Like I said, you know, uh, here's a guy, a flat-out murderer. Look, he murdered that guy when yeah. he took his daughter. When to he college. went to his daughters to college, and I he mean, goes you know, and kills he, the guy. He, on this, he yeah. strangles the guy, yeah. and yet we we. We, he was a beloved character, you know, mm. beloved, beloved character. The show was so smart, you right. know, it was so smartly, so smartly written and funny and sad. And it was so many things. And you had to watch it more than once to catch yeah. a lot of things. And it was just absolutely brilliant. I mean, David Chase and these writers. Well, if you like a it, movie, if just the pilot movie. episode, right? Just mm -hmm. the pilot episode the had, yeah, had a beginning, middle and end that was as good as any movie. And mm -hmm. you sat at the end of that pilot episode and you were just like, what the hell right. did I just watch? Yeah. How, you know, could this thing even go on? You, you Each got, episode you know, was like a movie. Well, you know, it was, you know, and it was shot that way because, yeah. I mean, it was an hour, a solid hour with no commercials. Yeah. And don't forget, a, a, a regular primetime drama is 41, 42 minutes. Yeah. You know, with the commercials. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a big difference. It was a solid hour. Uh, it was shot like a movie very much. So at the beginning, uh, it was like, Eight-day episodes, mm -hmm. then it went to 10, 11, 12. By the last nine, we were, it's like 19-day episodes, almost like a movie. Right. I absolutely. mean, I, I did a movie, Nicky Deuce, that was based on my book. It was 19 <laughs> days <laughs> for the whole movie. So, uh, you know, it was shot like a movie. It was written like a movie. Look look at the writers. I mean, yeah, David Chase, Terry Winter, who created Boardwalk Empire, mm -hmm. was just nominated for... Uh, Academy Award, Wolf of Wall Street, Another great writer, yeah. great producer. You got Matt Weiner, who created Mad Men. Yeah. You have uh, Mitchell and Robin, Mitch uh, Burgess and, and Robin Green created Blue Bloods. I mean, these are just a few of them. Right. And the, the other guy the created top, Damage. Right. Uh, Todd Kessler created Damages. So you've got these guys that were the writers. Look what they've created. You know? Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant guys. It was know? the first time really on TV that you could unleash that and go with it, though. Because, like I said, we didn't have a show like that before, not restricted by the networks. It was great. And, and, and you know, uh, the, with more success, the more power David Chase had. Sure. And, you know, there was no questioning him. You know, it was mm -hmm. his vision. Uh, also, uh, you know, where's Tony Soprano, a uh, leading man? I mean, Jim Gandolfini, I mean, he yeah. was a balding, heavyset guy. Uh, you know, he wasn't a leading man yeah. type. I think, exactly. I think at Fox, when David had brought it to Fox, they were talking about Anthony LaPaglia. Wow. As being uh, Tony Soprano. And it turned out he was so perfect kind of for it. He was so perfect. You know what I think that people like to? A lot of people feel helpless in their lives. They live vicariously through Tony because of the power and the, and the respect that he commanded. And I think people are drawn towards Dude, that. Dude, I, I think he was Brando. I seriously think when you go back and watch what he could do... Even being quiet when he would have that stare. Absolutely. It was he was unbelievable. so. There were so many layers to his character, you know what I yeah. mean? I mean, so. You know, and, and he was very smart, Jim. You know, he's one of my closest friends, you know, and he thought everything out. There was nothing right. didn't happen. There was nothing by mistake, you know what I mean? Everything was thought out, you know, and he would work 16 hours a day. Okay, and yes, he got paid a lot of money, but it's 16 hours a day, and at the Monday, you're starting at 7 in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. and then as the day, as the week progresses, you know, on Friday, you may go to work at 12, 
and you work until three in the morning. Mm. So literally for these eight months, there was no life. I mean, he was working 16 hours a day. He had to study all these lines after learning the stuff for Monday. Monday night, he goes home and he's got to study the stuff for Tuesday. So after 16 hours, he's got to work another couple hours all day, every day. You could go out on a Saturday night. You couldn't go out Sunday. You had to work. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, so it was a lot, a lot of pressure on him. He was in almost every scene. Right. He was everywhere. The rest of us, you know, sometimes I didn't work for a month. Yeah. You know, did I, you know before that show? No, or? no, yeah. I didn't. When I when I came from Vegas, I had I had started acting in Vegas, and then mm-hmm. I was in L.A. I did a few movies. I did. You know, a couple of TV shows and uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. I was in that movie and, and the things that were coming through Vegas. I didn't know anyone. I never worked in New York. I came here. I auditioned for uh, the show. I was here for a wedding. Uh, my buddy was a writer on Saturday Night Live. I came to his wedding. I auditioned for the role of a FBI agent. And, uh, oh, interesting. You didn't I, even audition for a gangster. No, for no. FBI uh, for an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And then she said, hey, I don't see you as that. Read this. We have someone in mind, but here. And I cold read Bacala. And she said, well, that was good. You know, would you come back? Blah, blah, blah. And I went home and they called me and I, I came back the following week. I wasn't gonna, but I came back. I told mm-hmm. my wife, I gotta blow the money and the thing. And mm-hmm. she said, go, go, you know, so, uh, I didn't know a soul. I had never worked here, never auditioned. I didn't come back. I left here in 80. I didn't really come back much until 2000, until 99, yeah. 99. And then I kept the job at the Riviera that that whole year. I had like six weeks vacation, and uh, I would travel back and forth sometimes, stay here. You know, it was up in the air, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did six episodes. I think it cost me 24 grand, <laughs> and I made 22 grand. Wow. You know, I, I just took a shot, you know, right. and, and, and then the, and the follow- character kept growing. Yeah, and then and the following people- year, they made me a regular. They yeah. moved me out here. I, I had my wife and kids with me, you know, and then I moved back, you know. Uh, but I, it was a complete shot. I mean, you know, I didn't want to tell the hotel that I was on the show. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want to tell the show that I had a regular job because I thought they wouldn't look at me as an actor. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, so the right. first day, exactly. first day, I'm in Jersey, and it's a scene where he's threatening me, Tony uh, Spano's threatening Bacala uh, at the pork store. He mm-hmm. says, you know, your, your body will wind up in nine different dumpsters, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And that day, I mean, the first scene, head-to-head with right. Tony Soprano, you had Silvio, Stevie yeah. there, yeah. Vinny Pastor, uh, Tony Sirico. They were all on the scene. So, I mean, that's the one you got thrown in, you know. And so that was my first scene. After that, after we shot it, it was like I knew these guys for forever, you know. And they're they're still, I had dinner with Michael Imperioli last night. He's one of my closest friends. But uh, we still keep in touch. He's uh, counting on Californication this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a pilot on ABC, which didn't go, and he was a little bummed out. But uh, he's in town this week. He's a great guy, He he had moved to California. Terrific guy. And I'm going to see Sirico on Saturday, and I keep in touch with... Johnny Sack, you know, Vince. Great. And, uh, Vince Corotola. You know, yeah. we're still, you know, we're still friendly. We get together uh, here and there, everybody. I saw the kid the other day on his way to the net game. Oh, is that right? Robert. Yeah, he didn't, Robert doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to act. He likes to play cards and, uh. Robert Eiler? Terrific, oh, yeah. terrific actor. Mm-hmm. Terrific yeah. kid. And I guess maybe he just had an, Had enough of it. Maybe, Phil, had enough maybe he'll come back to him later, though. You never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think what was interesting about Gandolfini, too, is that he was very unlike his There character. you go. I like nice. it. Nice. Perfect. And coming to the showroom here at the beautiful Riviera, <laughs> it's a Vegas favorite, Steve Sharippa, starring in... Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Showtimes Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Investigation Discovery, and that's not all. We've got Uncle Steve's New York Sauce, UncleSteve'sNY.com. We've got marinara, tomato basil, and a personal favorite, arrabbiata. I like it. I, I like that. I like it. I just worry you're holding something back. I just, you think? Yeah, I, I just think there could be more of that. Okay. That might be just me. Yeah. I mean, you know it better than I. You're a professional announcer. Sure. I just don't want you to hold back at all. Okay. You know? Uh, See what I can do here. That was one, uh, you know, Elvis, I missed him. You know, he yeah. died, what, 74, 75? Yeah, 70, 77, I think. Now, I got a friend of mine in Vegas. He he's, uh, was a captain in the showroom. Yeah. Uh, now, in the old days, now they're numbered seats in Vegas. But in the old days, to get a good seat, you had to tip the maitre d'. Maitre d' and the captain, they wore tuxedos. And these, those were the jobs. Mm -hmm. That was the job to have in Las Vegas. And this guy, back in the 70s, worked at the, it was the International, then it became the Las Vegas home. He was making 800 to 1,000 a night back then. Mm, He's wow. 88 years old. He's retired. He's my good friend. Whenever I go back, I see him. We talk a lot. And he's got incredible stories. Barbara Streisand, uh, uh, you know, Elvis. Elvis would sell out every night, every show. People would tip 10 grand. Wow. To get wow. front row seat. 10 grand. <laughs> now, that's, that's something, you know. My mom met Elvis. Really? How? True story. Uh, she worked at the Seattle uh, World's Fair when he was filming Meet Me at the Fair. Was he nice? She was also a nurse, which is who he fell in love with. He was great to her. Really what, nice. Wasn't little Kurt she, Russell in that? Wasn't Kurt Russell a little I've kid in that one? I've never seen him. I apologize. So she dated? That. Did she date Elvis? No, she she had five children at that I've, time. I've seen oh. every Elvis movie there is. I'm well, a, then tell me about it. What's your favorite Elvis movie? Well, you know what? The, Not the Jailhouse Rock. Cousins. No, but I, but I do like Jailhouse Rock. I like the Blue, Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii is a fantastic one. Is that the one that he's the helicopter pilot? Because there's a couple. One, I think he's diving underwater. But the one that I like is he's a cliff diver. Cause that was uh, in, in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, Mexico. In, um, was that Mexico? Yeah, it was in Mexico. Because the whole thing looks like he shot it in the green screen. Yeah, out in front of Acapulco. <laughs> but it looks like he shot it in a green screen in his house. It looks like he, he never was there. The, the double is crazy. But then for some reason, Elvis is wearing a little white bathing suit. And the well, I can kid, tell you the reason. The kid is hanging around with them the whole time. Yeah. Is about balls high to Elvis. Yeah, that's Al Capoco. Yeah, 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 Elvis yeah. is always going, Paco, come on, man. You got to take care of my career. And it's the very, it's the oddest. It looks like someone <laughs> typed it on a, a late night speed thing. Like, Elvis needs this by tomorrow. Well, you know, it, are great. he was very well liked in Vegas, you know. These guys, he yeah. dealt with them at the hotel. And you know who was a great guy, who I knew a little bit, was Liberace. Is that right? And he was beloved, beloved guy in Vegas. I mean, he was always around, the big tipper. What did People you think of the movie? That's been a fascinating him. guy. Uh, I didn't. I didn't care for the movie. I thought. Uh, I thought the performances were great. Yeah. Uh, I actually auditioned. I didn't get some in that. But well, that's uh, why you like it. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't like it because it was the point of view of the boyfriend. Right. And the boyfriend is a piece of shit, mm -hmm. and he was been a junkie forever. He's was a bad guy. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's based on his book. It's his point of view. So 
I, I didn't care for that. You because know? you you have more respect for Liberace. I, Liberace was a good guy. Was yeah. I with him? I don't know intimate details. Right. Yet, but he was very generous. Uh, did a lot for Vegas. You know the old days. And mm. uh, this guy is back in jail again. I mean, I think he's a meth sure. head or something. You know. So that's. That's I didn't care for. I thought they did a great job with the movie, but I just didn't care for the material, you know. So Vegas itself, it's changed so much changed that you don't even... I rarely go back. Mm -hmm. My in-law's still there. It's just a different place, yeah. you know. Uh, if you're 22, 23, 24, you're going to the clubs, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you're looking for a rich husband, you know, whatever the hell you're looking for, the, you know. Right. Uh, it, it's there. It's... A big city, it's got big city problems, big gang problems, big. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of hide a lot of the crime there. You know, it's always right. been, per capita, one of the highest crime rates. Big gang problems uh, uh, that they just didn't handle right, you know. It's just, uh, there's, there's problems there, you know. A lot of home invasions, yeah. a lot of burglaries, a lot of robberies. You know, and I'm not talking on the strip, I'm talking off the strip. And, you know, things roll up. The, the thing I like about New York, there's always something going on. Mm -hmm. I can look out my window and there's cars, four in the morning, yeah, there's people, always, yeah. and two in the morning you can't get a cab, and it's, you go, this is yeah. crazy, you know. In Vegas, nine o'clock, if you're not on the strip, it rolls up. Rolls up. Empty, dead, you know, depressing to me. Right, you know what I mean. So I, I, I don't care for it. You, you know? think because there's too many hotels, it keeps pe people. Well, I think keep I, them in the hotels. Well, first hotels? of all, first of all, people, you know, you, you don't have the nine to five like say, you know, most people's job in yeah. New York City. A nine to five, you're off Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. everyone gets together. You have a barbecue. You get drunk. You're having a party, right? Mm -hmm. Usually, not not everyone, of course. There, everyone's working all different hours. People that are in the hotels, they work, you know, 12 to 8, right. uh, midnight to, to 8 in the morning, blah, 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 blah. So you got a lot of that. There's a lot of, if you don't gamble, and I don't gamble, if you don't gamble, there's not much happening. You could golf. Yeah. You could golf. You never gambled. Never gambled. That's uh, the only way ago, you live that. That's the only way you can save money. But you know what? Yeah. A lot of people do gamble. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people blow their money on the slot machines. That's mm -hmm. what that slot machine has been the downfall. When I first moved there, they didn't have poker machines. Mm -hmm. uh, they, those came out like in the early 80s. Uh, now, uh, you got a bar with six people in it, and they're all got their head down. They got the ATM machine. They got a cigarette. They're drinking. Uh, they're doing coke. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, these people get off work. I mean, that's serious. Sure. They blow the night's tips. They keep going into the machine. They blow three, four hundred in the machine, you know, playing these goddamn machines. And all these locals uh, are hooked on it. And years ago, you were not allowed to stay in. Like, after work, you couldn't go to the bar. Right. And then somebody said, look at all the money we're losing because these guys are gamblers. So they opened local casinos. So there's a lot of casinos off the strip that are geared to locals. And they eat, you know, uh, right. cheaper than, you know, in more inexpensive. Right. And these people blow their life savings. I, I, my dad lives in uh, Pahrump. And he goes to Terribles all the time. Goes to Terribles and play the machines. Yeah. You know, they got him in the gas station. They got him in the 7-Eleven. Yeah. They got him in the grocery stores, you know, and the, the people are hooked on the machines. Uh, it's it's a big problem, you know. And, you know, you either like, they would do, they, they would do, uh, some of these bars, you double your paycheck. You spin mm -hmm. the wheel, they cash your paycheck. So you go in on a Friday, you cash your paycheck. They spin the wheel, you got a shot to double it, and they give you two free drinks just for cashing it. 
Now you're sitting there with two weeks' pay. Right. You know, you're starting to have a couple of drinks. You know, by the time you get home, you're busted, man. It's a bad addiction, man. You know, I, I wonder if there's Gamblers Anonymous there. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there, must, Everywhere. there must be big. Right? Oh, absolutely. I think the casinos even have to chip in towards Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, absolutely, it's ads. big. And a lot of people. They host them downstairs. Mm. This is what they love. I mean, this yeah. is this is their recreation, which is why people move there. Sure. You know? What's that? Here oh, he is, Tom Jones, the brightest light on the strip, <laughs> Mr. Vegas, the two-armed bandit, star of stage, screen, television, and sauce, Steve Sharippa. I like that. It's Karma's a Bitch, airing Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Investigation Discovery, and go to UncleSteve'sNY.com for Uncle Steve's Italian specialties: great sauce, marinara, tomato, basil, and arrabbiata. That was good. That was good. Nice, well done. Very nice. Well Thank done, you, my friend. Well done. Fez, I just thought a little over. <laughs> what? Uh, I think. Now dial it back? You, yeah, you should have pulled back. The last second, you should have pulled it back a little bit. <laughs> you failed, but you failed in a different way, and I think that's always good. I failed up. Yeah. You fell in a different way. <laughs> These stories are amazing, though. The Vegas stories are yeah, the Yeah, you know, I mean, I had a great time. That I, yeah. I, I saw so many things. And, uh, uh, you know, the showgirls in the old days. And, mm. I mean, I remember, look, I, I was 100 pounds thinner than I was a bouncer. Were you single? The, I was single, oh, yeah. Everybody's single <laughs> that time of night. Put the, put, the, put the tux on. I mean, yeah. I'm dating. Like, I'm a guy from Brooklyn. I'm dating showgirls. I'm going, what the fuck? What did this happen, man? You know, uh, I, I was always very lucky. I had those kind of jobs, like I could help people. Yeah. You know, like they wanted to get into the club, you know what I mean? So right. I could get you in and give you a card and say, call me and we'll get you in, all that. And I always had those jobs. Then when I was at the hotel, I was the maitre d'. I was running a female impersonator show and a topless show and then the comedy club. And then these other big shows. So I was always, I could comp your tickets, come in, you know. So mm -hmm. I, in those days, everyone reciprocated. I could go to Caesars to see any show, anytime. You call the guy, uh, it was a Greek guy, Angelo. Angelo, can I bring my wife in or whatever? And, and it was all of that going Everybody on. Everybody took care of each other. And now it is take an act of God to get a comp to a show, you know. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's just a different deal. Yeah. They want, the hotels nowadays want to make money in every department. Mm. You know what I mean? There's no loss leader. Like, they used to bring Sinatra in. Whatever they had to pay him, they knew they were going to lose money. There's no way they could make the money. But they would make it at the tables. Right. That was the philosophy. Mm -hmm. Or Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, these kind of acts that brought in those kind of guys. There's none of that anymore. You know, now, the, no one wants to stay and play two shows a night in the showroom. Uh, they played a 4,000-seater. I think Seinfeld's there. Yeah. Shania Twain, uh, Elton John, you know, Celine Dion. But uh, you're further away and it's like seeing them in any way. Uh, absolutely. You know, used to be you used right to see you were right on top. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, you're, you're saying uh, I saw Danny Thomas. Wow. It, really? Wow. I saw Danny yeah, yeah. Thomas. It was like 600 people there. I mean, it's a tiny showroom, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a whole different deal. You know, you had a tip, you know, which I'm a big believer in tipping. I want what I want. Sure. Tipping to ensure proper service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to wait. 
You know what I mean? I'm not waiting online for three hours and all that. I'll pay my way. If I can't, even now, you know, you go to a restaurant, they don't take reservations. If I can't pay my way in, I'm not staying. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. I'm not sitting around making friends, waiting, you know, you wait around, you know. So, yeah, no, there was all the acts and all the stuff. It was great. You know, you know, they always made it like, hey, go to Vegas to, to you know, like at the end of your career. But I, I saw all these guys that were, they were terrific. Yeah. Terrific acts, you know. Uh, I, I think in the 50s and 60s, you got a little of that, you know. Right. Uh, I saw Rodney, which is probably the best act I've ever seen. Yeah, Rodney wasn't he amazing? He was unbelievable. It right? was unbelievable. Yeah. Packing in. The people couldn't, they weren't recovering from the first joke. Yeah. He he just yeah, he tore the stop. room apart. Yeah. And then boom, boom, boom. he opened the comedy club and he asked me to help him because I was running the one at the Riv and he opened one at the El Rancho. So we go to see the show. He invites me and uh, he took care of everything himself. You'll get my booth and you call me and, yeah. and I'm calling Ronnie. He's <laughs> left a number. This is way before the Sopranos. Don't forget. Yeah. You know, I'm not. And uh, you leave a, on my answering machine. I'm going, Ronnie's calling me. I, I was a huge fan. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. And so we go after the show and uh, he invites us up and he's sitting in the chair. He's got. Uh, a bathrobe on with the decks of cards, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always wore a bathrobe. And his balls, yeah. and I'm not lying, are hanging. They're almost hitting the floor. They're almost hitting the floor. Yeah. My aunt got, and my wife is with me. We're dating at the time. And she goes, You're in my seat, sweetheart, you know. And she's all right, Rodney. And he poured a giant glass straight vodka. Yeah. Just boom, uh -huh. banged it out, and uh, he was very, always very nice to me. I hadn't seen him, you know, I haven't seen him uh, yeah. uh, before he died for years. But for a short time there, uh, uh, he was good. You know, he, he, he was a lot of fun too. You know, people would come very up fun, to him. Yeah. He told this one guy, "What time are you due back on the set of Deliverance?" He <laughs> <laughs> had great lines. He was amazing. Uh, Belza had one yeah. of the greatest heckle lines. Uh, he worked for me in the club many years ago, and this girl was. Uh, screaming at him, yelling at him, and he said, "You know, honey, the only time you should open your mouth is to switch dicks." <laughs> <laughs> what's new, pussy cat? I'll tell you what's new, pussy cat. It's the new season of Karma's a Bitch on Investigation Discovery. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on Investigation Discovery. Plus, you gotta try the sauce. UncleStevesNY.com. Uncle Steve's Italian specialties at UncleStevesNY.com. Gluten-free, baby. I've been trying to free it from gluten for years, and now you got it in sauce, marinara, tomato basil, and arara viata. Very nice, Fezzy. Steve, thanks so much for coming. Oh, it's in great today. to see you. I mean, this first time, I think it was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago back yeah. at NEW, so yeah. it's great to great see you Great to see you, see again. you. Thank you. A lot of fun. Stop in any time. Good seeing you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. It's around Fez Show. Hey, that's it. Me out of my mind. watched it for a little while I like to watch things on TV You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry, you can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.